Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hey, it's Matt from the Direct-to-Video Connoisseur here. Thanks again for listening to the DTVC podcast. Before we jump in, I wanted to quickly let you know that my new novel, A Girl and a Gun, is available on Amazon now, both on Kindle and paperback. It follows Justin, a successful writer, whose past as a scriptwriter for a fetish porn site comes back to haunt him and threatens to derail his career. As he's picking up the pieces, he gets an opportunity to make a movie called A Girl and a Gun with a rom-com star. Justin may have bitten off more than he can chew, though, because she's notoriously difficult to work with. If you're interested, you can find the link on our webpage, along with the link to my first novel, Chad and Accounting. If you have any questions, please reach out, and I thank you for the support. Now, on to the podcast. Connoisseur Podcast. As always, this is Matt here, and I am joined by two guys who are always official. I've got Ty and Brett from Comeuppance Reviews. Welcome back, guys. I'm happy to be here. Hey, we're back talking Dolph. Yeah, I don't know too if you guys got that the always official reference. I don't know if you've ever seen yeah. that Car Shield commercial where uh, oh, Ice T is talking to this guy from Soul Sonic Force <laughs> and um, <laughs> about getting um, car, you know, the, the Car Shield thing, and he's like, the guy from Soul Sonic Force is like, yeah, I saw you talking about Car Shield, and I know you're always official. And I thought, well, that's like the best way to describe Ice T, but I figured that'd be a great great way to introduce you guys as well <laughs> oh, I yeah, appreciate well, Ice that. D and svu you're on the download dude it is like <laughs> well also that introduction beats saying that uh, you could save some time with us like the general so <laughs> right, exactly. i've been seeing shack in all these commercials he's on the general i mean it's like i see hot i think you might have mentioned this before but yeah actually the, the last episode that you guys you, the, the episode that you guys just put up the the no sh- subject we were because uh-huh. we were, like yeah we were chatting about how he needs money and oh okay 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 so this is a perfect continuation from that to this (laughs) exactly yeah and and it is interesting to think like that with i think the one thing we talked about is the fact that all these dc movies are coming out now and it's like man you know the only thing is i think Shaq has lost a lot of his athleticism um recently i think think he's too tall that might be the issue yeah yeah, can you imagine him putting him? I mean, I know the, the the guy who plays the Flash in the new ones has got all kinds of controversy surrounding him and stuff like right now. But um, I guess Ben Affleck maybe is even a better comp. Like, can you imagine Batman next to uh, Steel? Um. <laughs> exactly, Steel. And when are they going to make a remake of that? Yeah, but I, he I, still needs Shaq, though. 
Exactly, and I think it would be perfect to put into the D, this. What what do you call, what do we call this? Is it like the the Justice League verse, the DC Cinematic verse? The I, it, it, it's not something I think about ever, so no. I, I'm the wrong person <laughs> to ask. Yeah, I never thought of it before because they have the one that's like all the CW shows, the Arrowverse, right? That's all like, and it's because it, the reason why it's an issue is that there's two flashes. There's a flash in the the one with with Arrow, and there's a flash in this new. DC stuff. Um, Seems like so. that other Flash is a flash in the pan. Now oh. <laughs> well, I remember when I was a kid, there was a Flash uh, right. TV show. I think Mark Hamill was on it, right? Yes. Uh, and he... yeah, I remember there's an episode with this guy who had like this like powerful glove, and it was actually just a power glove, right. a Nintendo power glove that I think they like spray painted or sort of rejiggered it. So it's supposed to be like a prop, but it was a Nintendo power glove, and I was watching it because I was, you know, very hot at the time. And it's like, hey man, that guy just has a power glove, and like, um, that's all I remember from that show. And Literally, what did that's mom the only say? thing. Yeah, yeah, she probably rolled her eyes and that's yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> I also only i think i remember that same episode because i think what didn't like the the thing that controlled him that they injected to control him make him really hungry and he ate like this huge bowl of raisin bran <laughs> <laughs> see now that's plotting you know yeah. they, they need to do that again like it's this i can kind of tie this back into action movies a little bit because i just recently got the blu-ray from mr majestic you know that charles bronson movie and the plot of the movie is that you know in case no one remembers this charles bronson is a watermelon farmer and gangsters start to mess with his watermelon farm and he gets angry. I mean, that's the plot of the movie. So things can revolve around watermelons or raisin bran and things can go off from there, you know? It's possible. <laughs> well, that's a good uh, segue into what you wanted to briefly talk about, Matt. So I finally, I don't remember what prompted me to do this um, Friday night, but um i finally watched collision course which is on hbo max um, <laughs> well, what prompted you uh, how about the obvious that it's about time <laughs> exactly well, that's that's probably the biggest thing i think i even i think i even uh, messaged ty and i was like hey what are you watching this weekend yeah i'm finally making collision course happen like it's like, <laughs> i'm finally doing this like, finally yeah. well i mean that's how it was for us too it's like you know there comes a time in every man's life when yeah. you have to watch collision course or it not. took us a while to get to it, too. You know, I bought it five years before we watched it. Yeah, you know, sitting so, in a box. And then one yeah. day, the, the day just came. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like a bar mitzvah. It's like you yeah. turn 13. And then that, and it's like it just it's something that happens to everyone. <laughs> well, if you're Jewish in that example. But still, it's like a right in any, any man or woman's life. It's just like a rite of passage. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like there was something that happened with Jay Leno where I had to look him up on Wikipedia. And, and that's in his Wikipedia bio as like the only film he ever did was direct to video well, uh, cop comedy. Oh, uh, that's not exactly true. Yes, because he's in this Cold movie Strike. Silver. Oh, uh, yeah, Gold Strike, aka Silver Bears of Michael Caine. Oh. And it's not very good. He's like a guy, he's like a, he, Jay Leno plays like a hayseed. And it's not great. It's like, oh, maybe they said it's the only leading role he did. Maybe that's, oh, what, okay. that's, maybe that's, that's, what, that's true, true, I think. Yeah, that might have been what they said. Either way, I was like, well, let's see. You know, and it was on HBO Max. I'm like, all right, let's cue this thing up and let's see what happens. Um, <laughs> the, the first thing that surprised me was it takes yeah, place ahead. in Detroit. For some reason, I thought it took place in L.A. Um, so that was a surprise to start with. <laughs> well, it's almost like um, Action Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, they wanted a grittier type of setting, maybe, which is already surprising, like you said. Well, so you're probably thinking of The Tonight Show, you know, which is from Burbank. So <laughs> yeah. you probably, but really, they wanted a gritty uh, action setting. Hey, thanks. It's a giant. Hey, thanks. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Crunch all you want. I'll make more. 
Yeah, crunch all you want. Well, at that, at that time, he was crunching a lot, and they were making a lot. He was shooting a lot. He'll make more well, bullets for Randall Tex Cobb. Well, I was going to say, he, Jay Leno brutally slaughtered Randall Tex Cobb, which is not a spoiler because it happens no. and early on in the movie. And you probably should have seen Collision Course by now, whoever's listening to this. Yeah. 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 It's the funny thing, the thing that really, really like dawned on me is, you know, growing up in, because Jay Leno, he's originally born in New York, but he grows up or in uh, upstate New York, but he, he grew up in, in Andover, Massachusetts, which is kind of in the, the Boston area. And I had a lot of family who grew up in that area and just kind of, you know, it grew you know, even myself, I was like, I grew up about 45 minutes north of there. So I kind of knew a lot of that area. And it amazed me how much Jay Leno watching this movie, how much he was just that like doughy, ruddy, you know, kind of beady eyed or blue eyed, like kind of like character caricature of that era or of that area. I mean, like that, you know, like I had cousins that all just looked like Jay Leno. I had just, you know, they, maybe they didn't quite have the job, but everything okay. else they had was there. And it, it, it kind of is amazing that he became the celebrity he became when he's really just that guy. Like I have tons of cousins who are like in the, you know, Methuen police department or whatever, you know, who are Jay Leno that, you know, somehow he became this, this I, I, I agree that is impressive and it's true he's like a guy from the northeast and he kind of parlayed that into a whole career and you're right it, back then he wasn't as polished as he became I think people yeah. think of like the later Jay Leno where he's a little more slick you're yeah. right this he was more just like a dude who was you know who cracked wise and ate Doritos you know? well and also you know is a tour de force performance as Tony Costa so it's like, <laughs> yes, it was a tour de France performance. Um, well, I mean, but it, it tackled some heavy issues, though. Racism, you know. Yeah, it was pretty, yeah, because he's racist against Mr. Patrick Morita. So like, <laughs> which was, you know, very much of its time. You know, we had movies like Gung Ho and everyone was thinking that the Japanese were going to oh, take like, over yeah. America. There was yep. a kind of somewhat of an anti-Japanese sentiment. They're making our cars. They're making our watches in the yeah. 80s. They're making everything. I, in the context of the time, yes, it's I think that made time. sense. You have to think about it. At the, now it seems oh. silly, but back yeah. then there was something to that. Well, because if you watch Gung Ho, have you ever seen Gung Ho? Have you guys seen that? I don't remember. I don't remember. Go ahead. Well, because I, I remember, I think, I think I remember when it came out. Um, I, I think there was also a, a G.I. Joe character called Gung Ho. Yeah, oh. I think you're right. <laughs> I don't know if it was a tie-in from the movie, but it was like... It was no, a, I doubt it, because that's yeah, a lot of like car manufacturing, which might be in Detroit, actually. Well, yeah, because, you know, I think, well, the thing is that George Went is in uh, Gung Ho. Of course, he plays the typical angry uh, guy who yells at the Japanese people. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Maybe he went for his... Uh, Action figure. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> but, but, you know, George Wine was really good in King of the Ants. As he you was. Out, Ty. If anyone yes. out there has seen King of the Ants, which is sort of an underrated, underappreciated movie that Ty kind of turned yeah, it on to. Yeah, it's good. Kari Wurr and uh, Daniel Baldwin. And, uh, have you George seen that, Matt? George Wine as best. Gung Ho? I, I, no, 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 no. King, King of the Ants. Ants. Oh, no, I haven't seen that one. No. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. 2003. Um, it's a good like horror thriller. I won't give anything away. Okay. So, but it's directed by Brian Yuzna, right? Or the Stuart Gordon? Or the Stuart Gordon? One, yeah. one of the two. But yeah, anyway, yeah, I can't make those yeah. up too. <laughs> um, but it, it's definitely worth checking out because I think the box art is kind of what's the word repellent? Like it's kind yeah, of ugly. Yeah. So you, if you saw it in a video store, you might go, nah. But yeah. no, it's really, uh, it's more like a crime drama than anything with some horror elements. But yeah, interesting movie. 
Yeah. Um, and I, go ahead, Matt. Oh no, no, because yeah, gung ho. Yeah, I think you're right. Gung ho is kind of like the um, the sort of the the prototype for this. And I wonder because gung ho comes out in 1986, mm-hmm. and and then this movie comes out in '89. But also mm-hmm. Roger and Me comes out in 1989, and I wonder if like like uh, um, Michael Moore was like kind of like feeling like the, the, the u.s car manufacturers were getting let you know let off the hook a bit with that the, the japanese scapegoating part of it um and he was like no i gotta make a, a movie showing that like no the gm is just cutting jobs and they're just moving jobs to mexico and all that stuff and i would like to see michael moore in uh maybe he's seen collision courts like that <laughs> so what you're saying is michael moore saw collision course and was inspired yeah. to make yeah roger well, and me i'm wondering if it was gung-ho just because collision course came out the right. same year but it's possible <laughs> that maybe he got it up that quickly that he was just like he was like I, I gotta i gotta get the real story out here that like you know the japanese are being scapegoated here and it's you know because it's a funny thing because at the time we that's kind of what we all thought and we've kind of i think we you know it's, it's it, you know i think people sort of we, we have like a better understanding of the car industry now that like there was no way that like toyota was able to supplant gm to the point that they were cutting a bunch of jobs that you know like like um what was what was this the the big i don't know if a scandal is the right term but remember toyota had this issue where like the cars were accelerating without oh that was recently that was like in the past couple of years they had that it was right. like um uh yeah there, there was some sort of manufacturing defect where the car would speed up or something yeah i i do remember that yeah, and that came because Toyota was finally surpassing GM, I think, in terms of like production of cars. Like they had, they they weren't really at that level. Talk about even. speeding up. That's yeah, not... and they were surpassing <laughs> them literally. They're like, yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, too they were, fast. They were just like, too fast. They were accelerating, which is kind of, I guess, yeah. Getting back to to um to uh, uh the reason why okay. I even thought the of that actually is the scene yeah. collision course where the woman tries to drive the rental car that has the turbocharger in it, and she's like mm-hmm. speeding all over the place. It kind of made me think <laughs> of the, those stories of people like crashing into like uh, uh, um, I think it was like that, like people were like crashing in car dealerships and or like um well, uh, like parking lots and things like that. There was that amazing scene at the end. I don't want to give anything too much away. If people haven't seen Collision Course. I know yeah. Brett said that you need to watch it like ten years ago. <laughs> well, I just there is. I won't say it either. But it, let's just say it involves a windshield. Yeah, and Pat Morita. Yes. It's one of the greatest <laughs> scenes in movie history. I will say yeah. that. Like that is another reason for people to watch Collision Course. Um, you know, let's just say maybe as a way to hint it or to give people an idea of what they could be approaching here. The idea is that Pat Morita is like not stereotypically Japanese in the sense he doesn't know karate. Um, but perhaps maybe he does know a little karate. Yeah. So it's like mm. secret karate. And then yeah. also um, he says, what people say, Oh, who are you? And he says, Dwayne Johnson. Pat right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hey, <what> the... <laughs> so you're saying the rock watched collision course yes. with Michael Moore and yeah. they uh, were very inspired by it. I, I, I oh. can see that. You know what? That tracks. Actually, like, that could, that actually yeah. makes sense because I think he was playing football at the University of Miami around that time and realized he wasn't going to be good enough to play professionally. Um, oh, no, no, he would not. That's, that's way too. That's way too early for, for that. He, I think Dwayne Johnson's actually 90s. 65 years old. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. He's he secretly old. 90s. He played the that's late like, 90s, not the early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I'm, you know, that was also the time of the buddy comedy, the buddy yeah. cop comedy, because, you know, on the you back of the VHS box, yeah, it oh, says yeah. they're as different as hot dogs and sushi. Yeah. Right. You're going to get a lot of action and a lot of laughs. Yes. Those are exact quotes from the box. Yeah. But, you know, if you look at a movie like Red Heat, 
where, you know, James Belushi was a wisecracking cop having to deal with a fish out of water from another country. Yeah. That was uh, a Ivan thing. Donko. Yeah, Ivan Danko. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and of course there was, you know, Lethal Weapon and um, uh, the one with Byron Allen. These very oh, popular Case Closed. Case Closed. Yeah. A, a movie everyone needs to see. Um, so, the, you know, so not only did we have the whole car Japanese sentiment thing, but we also had the buddy cop comedy. So it was almost inevitable that a movie like Collision Course would come along. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy it did. We're lucky to have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it's a and, and the fact that it's direct to video is one of the more fascinating aspects of it because it it has the feel of like like you said like the '80s buddy cop. I mean, the music is even like almost like it's almost like they 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 got people. I mean, I, I shouldn't say almost like because this is probably what happened that they got a bunch of musicians in a studio and said rip off the soundtrack to Beverly Hills Cop um, <laughs> for every action sequence. And they were like, okay, yeah, let me get, let me get my synthesizer out. I'll, I'll make this happen, you know. Um, and uh, it was played on HBO, because I believe it was produced by HBO. So it was constantly on HBO. And it's still on HBO it's to still this on. day. Right, like HBO if you Max. look at the HBO guide, it's still on. And on the VHS, didn't it have Ty, what was HBO it like? quality guarantee? <laughs> so so like, you didn't you like your movie. Like, yeah, if you didn't like Collision Course for some ungodly reason, you could yeah. send it back. Like what did they say? They give you a rebate. Oh. Like five bucks. Well, that was a lot back then. Yeah, that's like twenty-five to forty dollars now. So yeah. Like... So but do you think anyone did that? Like, I didn't like collision cars. I want no, my five. Never. Dollars. They never got one because no. it was too good of a movie. Right. Once they with the windshield part, how can you not enjoy it? Well, that's right. true. Yeah. And, Even and if I you mean... didn't like it before then, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the the movie itself is just like it's it's one of those things where it's like they have like I, I mean the movie takes I think it's like an hour and forty minutes or something like that, and there are these jumps in it where it's just like oh you know here's here's Marita and and Jay Leno not getting along and suddenly Marita's like no we got to work together and it's like where did you come up with the idea that you need you need to, you and him need to work together like it just sort of happens and it's like and then you know Leno's like no we don't want to work together and then he's like yeah, I don't work together yeah let's work together right exactly yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, like, probably the one scene where, where Leno is trying to get Marita drunk to, like, get information out of him, for anybody who grew up in the Northeast, like, that's got to be a scene where you're just like, any bar in, like, the Boston area that you've been in, you've just seen so many Jay Leno's there just drinking, <laughs> and, and like, you know, um, you know, I, I guess, you know, at that time, they would have been talking about, I guess, I don't know, the Red Sox with, with Roger Clemens or something, or maybe the, the, the Bruins, you know, now, of course, that same person still exists, and he's, like, calling up radio shows talking about tom brady or something so uh, or car talk car talk <laughs> yeah i mean he that guy would have grown up to be car talk right i mean he would have you know leno and then, of course leno was really big into cars so actually it kind of makes sense that like right with detroit and the japanese it all ties together it all ties together so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the other thing too that i re reminded myself of was at the time when when jay leno took over for johnny carson you know, I was still young at that time, and I didn't understand kind of how, like, jobs and, and promotions and those kinds of things worked. And I thought it made sense because I used to watch, you know, The Tonight Show, and, and Leno would always fill in, I think, on, like, Tuesday nights or something. 
And I was like, well, of course it makes sense that he would get the job because I thought, well, you know, David Letterman already has a job on the you know the Late Show. That seems to be a great job. It didn't cross my mind that you would rather have the Tonight Show than the show that starts at twelve thirty p.m. at night. Um, you know, as a kid, like I was like, well, yeah, why wouldn't Letterman want that show? That's a really great show that he's doing. You know, at, at the whatever you know the late late night or whatever it was called. Um, you the know, late late show, I think it was called, right? Or no? I can't remember. It was like like or was it Late Night with David Letterman? I think it was. Yeah, it might have been because it was the Tonight Show and then Late Night. I think yeah, and and um. Um, yeah, it didn't make any sense to me why he wouldn't want to keep that show because that seemed to be such a great show that I, I didn't understand that the, the Tonight Show was a better show to have, um, and that's why it was a huge deal that Leno got it over David Letterman, and it was like a well, huge scandal. They made that whole movie about it called The Late yeah. Shift. Yeah, and I, I have a copy because it's like I have to have a copy of this. It's ridiculous to see uh, <laughs> people who look like Jay Leno look like <laughs> David Letterman. Yeah. It's like. Well, they could have gotten that guy, like David Reverman, who was in yeah. that movie. Uh, what's Champions. that movie called? Champions. Yeah. yeah. You got to look up this guy, Mac. He looks just like David Letterman or David Letterman because he's a meathead. <laughs> and like, and uh, what was the guy who's in it? The um, the UFC fighter. Oh, uh, Ken Shamrock. Yeah. So it's interesting. Certain, <laughs> certain scene in that that's very, very funny. Yeah, so we won't give that away. But, that I might have to check that one out. But also, it's so you know, long. Yeah. when um, Jay Leno had the dancing Edos, yes. if you remember, um, he could have possibly been inspired by Collision Course on that, too, in his experience with Pat Morita. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hmm. Coincidence? I think not. Is Lance Edo still around? I hope so. Yes, <laughs> Lance. I like how you know his first name. <laughs> 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 I, I remember I was watching actually kind of actually bringing us back to Dolph here. Um, oh, okay. We were doing a Dolph Fest night. Um, you know, we were a bunch of my you know, bunch of friends in our you know we're all watching Dolph Lundgren movies over a weekend. And um, I remember the first one we were watching. There's somebody in because we would watch the credits and make jokes about the credits. And there was somebody in the credits who had the last name Ito. And I was like, oh yeah, there we go. That's a uh, um, Lance Ito's brother there who, who had the part there. And this one of my friends, my, my friend's wife was there, and she was like, oh really? Oh that's interesting. And they were like, no, it's not interesting. It's not true. Like he just made that up, you know. And I think like later on. She had said something that like she couldn't believe anything uh, uh, one of my, my buddy Ian said. She was like, I can't ever believe a word you say. But and they're like, but you can believe what Matt says, like when he tells you that like some random person that just happens to have the last name Ito is related to Lance Ito <laughs> from the OJ trial. Um, and it was like, yeah, I get, I, you know, you're right. You're right. I probably shouldn't, you know. Um, well, but, he's but that, one to talk. Ian and Ito are both three letters. Right? And they're and they're very similar. And he could be related to Ito himself. That could be true. And I see, I love, you know, Lancelot Ito's, you know, work. It's just like, it's just like, home. well, so he had like, um like a bunch of, he liked to collect hourglasses, I remember. Yeah. And he had a bunch of little hourglasses on his bench that um people would comment on, I believe. Like, hey, look, he has all these hourglasses. Uh, it's it's all we had, you know. Yeah, that or yeah, it's like, right. It's all we had. They were, yeah, yeah, they were, you know, obsessed with all these little details about the OJ trial. Every and, minute detail. So. <laughs> yeah, it is the most fascinating thing because like we're we're seeing there I think there was an attempt to make like a resurgence of the OJ thing with the whole like Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial thing, but mm, <laughs> there's, there's no, just, it's not the same. No, there's never really going to be another OJ trial. Like that like the the whole ecosystem that that trial created. The whole ecosystem. The, the whole ecosystem is a complete ecosystem. ecosystem. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, even that fact that you would have the judge be like a big deal, you know, like, do yeah. you even know who the judge was in the Amber Heard? Johnny, you know, like, no, nobody no. knows, you know, no, we knew all the lawyers, we knew everything Marsha Clark, Johnny Cochran, um, yeah, Robert Darwin. Kardashian, we knew all the players, yeah, we knew all the players, you know, the judges, the lawyers, uh, Mark Furman, we knew yes. all, like everyone involved, Kato Kalen, Kato, of course, house guest. A professional house guest, he's a professional, house. so we, we knew everyone job. from the judges, the lawyers, the witnesses, the cops, we knew everyone involved by name about yeah. the oj it's incredible it, you're right it would never happen today never yeah no one cares because you know we want to you know watch something on streaming <laughs> that's true we yeah we want to watch the people versus oj simpson the mini series yeah. we'd rather watch that just just <laughs> i did watch that it's actually pretty good but i mean we just had the trial so it's just yeah. like okay fine it was 20 plus years ago but it, feel, it feels new, you know. Well, because it never really went away, you know. I mean, no, it's, it's like it's still on our minds. That's our why it's still kind today. of on our minds because it's you know Jay Leno talked about it for the next ten years after. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I think the last gasp of the OJ trial was Jeffrey Tubin with the indecent uh -oh. exposure. Oh no, no. <laughs> right. We're all on Skype right now. Maybe we shouldn't go there. Right, right, yeah. Exactly. But but because no. he 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 came to prominence as a, a courtroom reporter during oh. the OJ thing. That's he he parlayed that into a, a, a job with CNN and you know the New Yorker and all this other stuff that uh you know he had for yeah you know, apparently decades because he was you know he was still uh working at who is it I think it's um a professor, I think his name is Jelani Cobb who um who also works for the New Yorker. Um and he he'll be like on, on MSNBC and stuff like that. Uh they asked him, they were like, were you on the Zoom call when that happened? Oh. He's, he's like, no comment. <laughs> yeah, no, no comment. No comment yeah. But of course Tupin was actually a video game. Yeah, if you remember <laughs> about a kid who would had who was on an inner tube going down a like a water uh, like or I guess it would be a what like a rapids of some yeah, sort. You had to guide the kid on his yeah. inner tube down the rapids. That was another like shove it where it was like <laughs> you go to like KB Toys, there was like the cheap section of games and Tubin seemed to always yes. be there. No, that's true. That is, is absolutely if, correct. If Jeff Tubin has played Tubin. Um, See, if I was him, I would just buy like the arcade version because I know there is an arcade oh, can version. That, yeah. And so I would just buy that and put it in my house. And then when people come over and say, hey, look, it's Tubin. Which is what he did. When he did like, it, Redemption interview tour to get back on CNN. I, it's it's a shame that he didn't just like have himself. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Like, I guess they had to interview him, and he was like, you know, they were like, "What are you thinking, Jeffrey?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm a good bro," or whatever. You know, he should have just been like, you know, I, I understand your question. Check this out, and it's like yeah. the, the stand-up yeah, arcade, you know, uh, tubing. Here's, here's, here's a clip. You can you can tie that back to Jay Leno. Yes, because if you remember when Hugh Grant had the divine brown incident yeah. and jay leno said what were you thinking it was it just it was just like what tubin went through and then jay leno did it first that's your charming <laughs> stuttering that uh well, it's, like i said that's all we had so it's yeah. like the yeah. charming stuttering guy or kato keel and well two good choices but i mean like which probably go to dolph yeah <laughs> i guess we're talking about soul of the avenger or uh yeah, yeah we could, what was that yeah. one you like uh matt that kato movie Oh, Beach Fever! I haven't seen it. Yeah. Okay, okay, still have to watch it. Okay, I've got to see dream. Beach Fever. Right. Yeah, I've got it. It's, it's on my, it's on my, my YouTube queue that I have. Oh, it's on YouTube. Oh. Yeah. So actually, YouTube yeah. If you ever, I haven't. Ah, YouTube. Sort of YouTube page. <laughs> and uh, yes, YouTube and YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I'm YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so be careful on the YouTube. 
that has a whole new meaning now, doesn't it? If I say I'm YouTube and like that's oh, no. yeah, unfortunately, right, right. yes. Yeah, it's like uh-huh. I'm watching things on YouTube. I can't. Yeah, that, like, that's, you, yeah, that's how you have to phrase it <laughs> yeah, in yeah. that kind of robotic voice. Right, exactly. Yeah. I am watching movies, but yeah, if you ever, um, I, I don't, I don't know if there's a need to subscribe to my to the YouTube channel, the DTV Connoisseur, because I don't really post any videos on there. But I do have playlists, and one of them is my movies playlist that like I, I'm trying to kind of get through as many of these movies that I find on YouTube and, and beach fever was one that I found on there. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't so know when you're asking the subscribes, like, hi guys, guys, subscribe to my channel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's Matt, your impression of a YouTuber. Like a, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. I put the like button. It's yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. I do videos of me eating a lot of McDonald's. Hey everyone. I just bought like $20 with McDonald's and I'm just eating like 10 big Macs right now. That's actually way more than that's like $200. And don't forget to subscribe again after you subscribe the first time. And also you're a, a beauty expert. Yeah. Is yeah, that what yeah, most yeah. of these girls are on YouTube? Yeah, yeah it's like, like, hi guys, this is my makeup tutorial. It's like, <laughs> do a makeup tutorial. I just got this really great palette from <laughs> whatever. I don't know. I don't know what company's is. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, her name's probably, I can make up a name. And I was like, Tiffany Melissa. Like, Tiffany Melissa here. Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, <I got> <laughs> well, hey, if you want to learn how to do your eyeshadow, who's the first person you would go to? Tiffany you would consult Melissa. Tiffany Melissa. So, you know, let's, <laughs> let's not uh, besmirch her too much. <laughs> Even she's not real. Yeah, speaking of beauty tutorials, right? I mean, <laughs> oh, Captain yeah. Face Cream Dolph Lundgren. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, yeah, so I guess, and the last Dolph one, Unsung Dolph one, yes. I mean, here was the list from before, because now we're doing Unsung, unsung Dolph two. Unsung right, so Dolph we're doing a, two. A, yeah, a like, this is a good idea from you, Matt, oh, because nice. there's so much Dolph out there, and he, and a lot of it is unsung, it can't be contained in one episode. He, he, it has to be uh, uh, sequelized, <laughs> because this, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I think if we ever did a Sung Dolph episode, um, it would probably just be like five of, we probably have pretty close to having the five same movies. Yeah, um, probably Rocky. Well, no spoilers. If we want to do Sung Dolph. <laughs> if we ever want to do a Sung Dolph. Yeah. Um, and so we had done the unsung. If you ever want to go back in the archives, there is an unsung Dolph. I think it was March of 2021. Um, and so, yeah, Ty uh, has the list of what we had on that one. Just so you get a sense, because you might be listening to this. If you've never listened to the other one, you might be like, why didn't they bring up that movie? Why isn't that on the list? And it's like, well, because we already brought it up on, on, on the previous Sung Dolph movie. And I will. OK, so our list was Direct Contact, Bridge of Dragons, Peacekeeper, Defender and Killing Machine. And then yours, Matt, was Skin Trade. Bridge of Dragons, The Peacekeeper, Battle of the Damned, and The Minion. So, <laughs> so that, that was the original list. And oh, so tough one. Exactly. We're gonna get and, a lot of this uh, impression, so get ready. Yeah, we're gonna be. We're gonna be. And I was thinking too, if we do have a lot of overlap with this, yeah. th- this with our list. We've got a lot of impressions lined up that we can just kind of. Yep. You know, fill the time with that. The other spoiler, or I guess the other, um, I don't know if spoiler is the right term, or, or disclaimer mm-hmm. that I want to make is that um, none of us have seen Pups Alone. So you won't expect, to see, I, so I don't know. expect to see that on either of our lists. I want to see Pups Alone. but That is a disclaimer it, and a spoiler. Because yeah, right, exactly. Right. <laughs> see, the thing is, he, you have to rent it on demand. So that's what Dolph would do. Oh, I yeah. must rent you. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. <laughs> this is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> um, uh. Well, okay, so we'll get right to it. So, I guess, do you want to start with yours, Matt, or you want? No, to, well, yeah. What, okay. what did you, you guys go first, and, and then we'll we'll kind of trade off from there. It's kind of a weird one to start with. But I I picked for number five, Jill the Ripper. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, perfect. 
I almost put uh, okay, not by the title, Stormcatcher. I was like, well, I can't remember much about Stormcatcher, so I switched to the Joker Ripper. So it just because I looked it up, and then Tom Berenger is supposed to be in the movie, not Dolph. Right. So that would have been interesting to see. And I guess if people haven't seen the plot of this one, it's just Dolph Lundgren versus like a dominatrix yeah. <laughs> killer. <laughs> Like, yeah, now, now I will say, um, I actually, uh, you're talking about Stormcatcher. That is one of yeah. my honorable mentions. Oh, it so, is. Okay. Um, so when we get towards the end there, we can we can always bring that one up. But um, yeah, Jill the Ripper, it didn't make my list, uh, but it's always been a real fascinating one for me. I think, one, it takes place in, I think it's a Montreal that's supposed to be Boston. Um, <laughs> so it's always been interesting to me that he was, it was, it's the one film of Dolph's that's supposed to take place in Boston, but really doesn't. Um, I think it's also the only time he has the name Matt um, as one of his characters. He's Matt Sorensen. And I think also the only time he ever plays a person who's actually Swedish, of Swedish descent. I just remember his sweater. Brett, do you remember anything about this movie? <sighs> Unfortunately, um, it's, it's a little gone. hazy. I just remember he wore like a, a like a big white sweater. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was a serial killer thriller of yeah. the sort that was pretty big at the time. Yeah, we all love you know. Seven. You know. Yeah. And other ones, <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, and I remember it, it's not perfect, but it, it's it, like Matt said, it's interesting, and it's funny because Boston and Montreal aren't that far away from each other geographically. They could have just maybe, uh, well, obviously, shooting stuff in Canada <coughs> is what a lot of DTV well, companies do. You can, you can afford it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean, I could see why you picked that tie. I don't know any of Ty's picks. I. I, oh yeah, I, I didn't. These. I didn't tell Brad any of this stuff. Yeah, I just kind of made up the list a couple of days ago, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm going to be just as surprised as anyone else to hear what Ty came up with. Yeah, and, and one important thing to note too about Jill Rips or Jill the Ripper is that um there are six critic reviews of which we uh, are two of them, so we make up a nice. third of the critic reviews um, for this film. Well, we're watching it. We're out there watching these Dolph movies, whether people like we're it or not. Watching these Dolph movies just for you. It's just yeah. like. Yes. Um, now, I don't know if we had anything else for Jill the Ripper, or should we? Uh, I can move on. Move on. Yeah, what's your number five, Matt? So, so mine might be, it might be one that's on one of your lists, <laughs> is, uh, Matt Sorensen. It's, uh, it's Command Performance, is my number five. Okay, so that's a little higher up on my list. Okay, per, okay. Um, so this is this, this so. one's a, 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 a one, our, our very first overlap that we kind of overlap, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I rewatched it this morning before we did this very podcast. Did you? Nice. Yeah. So I thought it delivered the goods. You know, you gotta yeah. love Joe the drummer. Right. It, it's right. It is on like Tubi, Freebie, Pluto. <laughs> it's, it's 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 very streamable it's, here in the U.S. It's something said Fritos, but that's definitely going to be like crunch all you want. You'll, we'll so, make more. I think they changed IMDb to Freebie. Yeah, they did. Yeah. IMDb so. TV to Freebie. And I'm yeah. getting slowly used to it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. My, my, um, my uh uh what you call it just froze my uh my um firefox i was looking at imdb to look at some of these movies and froze oh so god hopefully our internet stays well but um yeah i i think this was one of those ones right because i think about that time period in sort of the late 2000s where dolph was like you know there's there a lot of anticipation in the dtv community for these movies like you know when are they going to come out when can you get them on netflix all that kind of thing oh definitely ty i remember you were Chomping at the bit to I, watch. I couldn't uh, chomp anymore. I chomp all you want and make more again. So it's just like, uh, it's like so you, so yeah, you were very excited. And I and was. You know, I do. I do think, you know, it to some degree it was almost like a comeback yeah. for Dolph because you know he'd been a little bit in the wilderness before that, and then it, finally he was like, 
a real like a cool movie and a good idea where Dolph is kind of like back front and center um, and not doing something stupid or something maybe he even doesn't want to do. He was like a cool idea where he did his own drumming. Um, it's awesome and too. acted in it and i think produced it wrote it like directed, he was really interacted it too so he was everything. really involved in this and which is probably why it's so good and that's why it has that great te- you know the line from the teaser it's like you know so you can get it right Ty. yeah which i do now okay coming off <laughs> sorry dying it's easy rock and roll is hard so it's like what he does say in the movie which i forgot i thought that was only in the trailer but then i rewatched the movie oh he does say it I mean, I remember that teaser trailer. I think it was even in the teaser trailer where it's like, yeah, it's like him on stage drumming, and it's like, oh, he he takes out a gun, shoots a like a CGI bullet at the screen. I rewatch; it's so cool. Yeah, this this is I think from the the unsung Dalston. When you you mentioned it, it's further up on your list. So I think um, it's it's readily available. um, Just good. Yeah, it's 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 the kind of Dolph that I think I think we. There's a lot of understanding of what Dolph is now, where he's kind of, yes, he's still doing direct-to-video movies, but he's also kind of back in a different way, where it's like, you know, he's he's making commercials, he's in big-budget films like Aquaman and, and, and those kinds of things, and there's a sort of an understanding of Dolph and the zeitgeist that's a little bit bigger than at that time, in 2009, it, he had kind of become more of like the... Um, you know, like a big deep direct-to-video kind of star for us that like the kind of lower-budget direct-to-video stuff. He was the the pinnacle of that, but he wasn't in that other uh, sphere so much. So it was almost like this was something that we were anticipating. Oh, yeah. The DTV community, I think, was anticipating this very much. Yeah. And I thought it delivered the goods. Yeah, it's it's... It's definitely, I mean, that that period for Dolph was an interesting one because it could be very hit or miss, but it seems like when it hit, it, it hit really well. Yeah, I do think that's a hit. I agree with that one. Now, I guess my next movie is Army of One. Oh. oh. It, Some AKA guys Joshua are just Tree. an army of one. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> A.K.A. the um, Joshua Tree? Uh, yes. Yeah, so this one is actually um, on my list as well, so we can kind of oh, give it a little. Oh, another overlap. Okay. Yes, yeah, so we've got two overlaps. So far. I don't yeah. think we had. Did we have? I think we had one overlap last time. I think we had a the oh. Montel Williams. Um, <laughs> oh, that's, oh, okay. So Army Montel. One's also number four for you too. No, no, actually, no. My Joshua Tree is actually further up on my list. It's, it's oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Sure, I'll count it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we all love Wellman Anthony Santi. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I remember Santi. I remember his name is Santi. Yes, Santi. Yes, Wellman. I remember his name is Wellman. Like, I guess that's an interesting name, Wellman. <laughs> well, compared Wellman. to like all of his other names, where he's like Lance Rockford or you know yes. Matt Thornton or you know Lance Gatling, Ito Rockford, Max Gatling, right? Lance Ito, right? or something Russian. You know. Right. Yeah, to be <laughs> suddenly be what I mean, Wellman is just yeah, it's fantastic. This well, you know, one. he I believes in health like... and wellness, and um, <laughs> it's kind of like the juice man. You know, if you, you could be the juice man, you could be the well man. <laughs> we had a juice man, right, Brett? I, I believe so. I, I believe they were very hard to clean, so made you not really want to use the juice man. Yeah. But there was an actual juice man. I forget his name. Um, yeah, because well, uh, didn't he say that when he got married that he made juice for them to toast on their honeymoon? <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, I remember my friend telling because you know remember those those paid programming things that like you. Oh, of course, we talked about that a lot with Dolmeyer and right. Yeah, exactly. It's like people would watch, like friends would watch these and be like, you know, like 
you know, you'd be, I'd do it over a sleepover, and it would be like after things were were on, and there's nothing else to watch. Like, yeah, check out this Juice Man guy. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, all right, <laughs> okay, yeah, exactly. Like, That's what we said. I think I'll That's check out all this, said. this commercial. They want the Juice Man. Right. Wait till midnight. Then wait for it. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but back I, to Santee. Uh, no, yeah. Yes, I mean, Wellman. It stands out because I think he has an amazing kind of John Woo action sequence in that garage where everyone just gets killed. It's right. like 15 times over. <laughs> it's a long sequence. <laughs> yeah, but that was what people were doing back then. You know, you oh, had yeah. um, the David Bradley movie. Remember in the beginning? Hard Justice. Yeah, Hard yeah. Justice. And other people were kind of doing a John Woo-esque thing at that time. Which is good. I, the more shooting and, you know, squibs, the better. Oh, sure. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now this movie has a distinction too for I don't know if it still is, but for the longest time, this was the most viewed Dolph review. And the mm. reason why is that it's got soap actress Christian Al- Christian Alfonso in it. Um and she has her character has a nude scene, even though there's a body double, I guess, who plays the the part. And I didn't realize that there was a body double. I missed that part. But I was just like, huh, that's really interesting that she would have a nude scene because usually actresses of that stature don't take their clothes off. And when it turned out, of course, she didn't. But the fact that I wrote her name plus nude scene in a <laughs> sentence, it all of the people searching for nude scenes of her, which I guess there must <laughs> be like a, a cadre of like soap fans who watch soap operas and want to see the, the you know, if the actor, what, I don't know what it was, but that, I, I think I, I looked it up and I was like, well, what are the search terms that are getting in it? And that was what it was. People looking up her nude or Christian Alfonso nude, like that search term. And of course they, they, you know, they were very disappointed, right. When they got to my page and found <laughs> out that there were no nudes shots of her, you know? And then of course somebody commented in the thing saying, yeah, actually, no, you were right that like, she probably wouldn't do a nude scene because she didn't. Um, there was a body devil who did the nude scene for her. Um, but yeah, so it's a kind of a, a, an interesting one in the Dolph, uh, you know, for, for my reviews that, uh, it had that distinction. I, I think it still does to some extent. Um, I think, mm. no, I think what happened was legendary ended up being the most viewed because I went on that long hiatus and that was the <laughs> last review I'd written. So, so a lot of people just coming to the site to like, you know, see if I had posted again, we're seeing legendary. And, um, so I still haven't seen that. I know it has Dolph and Sky Atkins. It was yeah, like a monster horrible. movie. Yeah, it was, just, it was horrible. It's yeah, one okay. not a great movie. This spoiler alert: that's definitely not on my my unsung list. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned these soap opera people because I remember there was a movie that came out. I think it's two thousand five. Do you remember this, Brett? Carpool guy. It's like, Carpool guy. That does sound very familiar. And I, I, it has all these soap opera people, and the back of the box had all your favorite soap stars in one movie. And uh, Laura Lee Bell, Corbin Burnson, oh Sean Kanan, all these people. So it's whoever you can think of. Too. It's a two-hour yeah. movie. It's yeah. it's well, it's, they have to accommodate all your favorite soap stars. Yeah, yeah. So um, all your favorite stars are in a one movie. I've never seen it, um, but I remember that was the big push. Yeah. People love soap operas. I'm gonna start watching One Life to Live. You know, I'm, I'm about you know no, 80 you years behind. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, no, from the from the oh, what's the what's on what's on now? I mean, like yeah, you know. As the world turns, hospital, I think I, like, oh, there, okay. there are very few from what there used to be. Like, I, I think I looked it up. So I think my, uh, Jen and I were, were curious about this because, you know, we both, you know, growing up, I don't know if this is the same for you, like moms or, you know, other uh, right. older 
uh, female relatives would watch them. They would, you know, yep. they would have to follow them. Yeah. And so we were curious which ones were still on. And so we saw that One Life to Live and All My Children were gone from ABC, uh-huh. but they still had General Hospital. And then I think for NBC, I think they only have um, Days of Our Lives. I think they got rid of all theirs. Mm-hmm. And then CBS, I think, has like Guiding Light, maybe. And, and it's still on. Wow. I think that's the one that's still on for them. It's, well, it's, I, oh, yeah. oh, Go ahead, Brett. Oh, I just, I've asked mom about this, our mom oh, about this. And I believe. From what I remember, and I hope I'm not misquoting her, but I think she watched, she was, I believe it was General Hospital around the time when everyone else was watching with the Luke and Laura wedding. Yeah. I believe our mom was watching that at that time. But, I'll ask her. but other than that, I, that's pretty much all I know. But I believe she did watch the Luke and Laura wedding. I <laughs> hear about this Luke and Laura wedding. It's been pretty exciting. That's like pretty much the only thing I know about soap operas, really. <laughs> Except for that Passions had a monkey, and yeah, I think it went on a rampage. And, uh, yeah. and I remember when there's a new one called Savannah. I think that was a was that a soap opera? I think yeah, that might have been, been like Fox's attempt at a soap yeah, opera. Yeah, I, I remember that. I saw it on the TV guide, and you know, looked kind of salacious at the time. Well, because they had to compete with you know the yeah. long running other ones. Yeah, uh, and Santa Barbara, I think, was one. Yeah, but that's that, that's pretty much all operas. my soap opera knowledge. Yeah, all my soap operas. <laughs> yeah, I remember my, my mom did the ABC ones, and then she just like abruptly stopped. Like I don't even remember when it was that she just abruptly stopped, but she was just like uh, done with them. Like it was like in the sometime in the in the eighties, <laughs> like like kind of like the late eighties. Like she was just done with them but i remember like watching um uh yeah like like was it um one life to live um yeah it had like these like the buchanans or something like that mm-hmm. and then yeah general hospital was interesting right because they they were supposed to actually be it was you know supposed to be like doing medical stuff and there was like nah. you know, all kinds of other crazy <laughs> stuff rick going. springfield i think rick yeah. springfield had, yeah that's where you uh, a long running yeah well, it, it and, and i think came back it yeah. came, oh springfield's back well, I think he never really left. I think he would oh, okay. leave, would come back. It's kind of like, you know, when um, Crockett or Johnny Depp has to uh, testify yeah. and they're not in the episode. I think he would Where's not Hanson? be around when he'd have to, like, record or go on tour. And then when he was yeah. done with that, he'd come back. You know? oh, okay. yeah. And then Jack Wagner had the big hit. Though. Oh, all, all I, I need. Yeah, which I didn't realize. I found out that was co-written by uh, the guy from Ambrosia, um, like the, you know, late 70s that and makes 80s sense. Yacht Rock group yeah so um it's funny like you know you you say you think look at all these artists from that time period like the 70s you know early 80s or whatever and you're like oh whatever happened to them and it's like they just stopped putting out new stuff and just started you know making music for other people and you know buying really nice houses on the water in la with that money yep well yeah. that's the way to go yeah um see what other show will you get a show about Dolph? then we start talking about soap operas right, just... exactly and collision cars and also all your favorite OJ trial stars. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> what are we going to talk about next? But I guess what number three? Wait, wait number oh, no, four my, was Army One, and then what was so your my number, number four? four is yeah. is Altitude. Um, oh, okay, it's an interesting choice. Yeah. So, like, so this was one that was a real fascinating one because um, so so when I came back to to doing you know the blogging and podcasting all of that stuff in, in 2019, 2020, um, I had Mitch from the video vacuum on and said, Hey, you know, do you want to do a Dolph movie? And he's like, let's do altitude. And I was like, okay. And you know, it was one that you had to rent at the time. I think now it's available on Tubi. I'm not sure. Um, but I remember watching it being like, Hey, you know, this actually kind of isn't that bad. And um, so I was kind of expecting when I went into talking about it with him, that maybe he would, he would crush it, but actually he was, 
even better on it than me. He enjoyed it. And um, one of the funny things I remember is that I think a lot of people were expecting the two of us just kill the movie. Um, and we both kind of enjoyed it. But it's a fascinating one because he kind of – Dolph is in it. And he kind of takes a step back to let Denise Richards and uh, Kelsey Grimmer's daughter um, – I think it's um, – I don't remember what, what, what is – I should probably say her name instead of just calling her Del- Kelsey Grammer's daughter. Um, I know Camille Grammer. <laughs> oh, so it's Greer. This one's Greer Grammer. Um, Greer – okay, Greer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, they, he kind of <clears throat> takes a step back to let them, you know, be kind of bigger in it. But at the same time, there's still just an unmistakable Dolph presence. It's like the moment he walks on the plane, it's like, okay, hey, everyone, Dolph's here. You know, it's like everything just changes in the film. Um, Time to get so, off the runway. Yeah, and then, <laughs> there's some interesting things that if, if you go and see his his um, IMDb page, you see his uh, mm. his his picture that he has there. Um, at one point, the they blue find shirt. Him, right, exactly. <laughs> they find his license in his license photo. They, they use his IMDb. Yeah, page that's that's great. License. That's yeah. Like, <laughs> so, now, is this the movie where altitude meets attitude? Now, I'm not mistaken. Wait, now. No, it's it's heist at thirty thousand feet. Dot dot dot, which is actually kind of um, <laughs> no. that's, that's kind of weak, actually, right? For, yeah, you think there's going to be something after that? Yeah. Wait, what is alternate attitude? Is that um? Oh, is that turbulence? Sonic... Oh, yeah, they have turbulence. Yeah, oh. Airboss could it be Air. <laughs> could be, yeah, <laughs> Anything could be Airboss. Yeah, yeah, of course. Every, every it went in doubt time. just to say Airboss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Airboss. Um, who's the Airboss? Um, I saw Altitude. I just watched it just for. It really wasn't that bad. It's not on my list. Yeah. Uh, I put on it, some of the older ones. Yeah, so. it's it's a unique one for me. And I think because um, that, that fact that, that, you know, uh, Mitch and I you know, had a good conversation about it that I again, I think people uh, there were some people that kind of replied saying, like, I don't know if we watch the same movie. <laughs> well, I mean, if you like the movie and you're not going to be especially mean to it, that shouldn't be a surprise to people. I mean, what's yeah. wrong with enjoying a little bit of altitude? Yeah, I, I do wonder sometimes because, you know, because sometimes, you know, we, we, you know, I think part of the fun with some of these low budget ones is joking about some of the stuff that happens in them and things like that. And I, I do wonder if sometimes people like they go in like expecting, uh, you know, everyone to kill a movie, you know, and and yeah, we do have a lot of fun. I mean, we had tons of fun with, collision. you know, like you, you still kind of have fun with the movies with the like, collision course and those kinds of things. And I think we had fun with Altitude, but I think they were expecting us to be like. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think there there is sometimes it an ex- sucks, man. Right? Yeah, like a like an expectation that we might be mean spirited about Denise Richards acting or something mm-hmm. like that, and it's kind of like, no, you know, she actually did really well. Yeah, or she, you know, she, she did what we she tried her to do there. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, like um, yeah. I, I guess you know, on the same token, I guess yeah. If you know, if Kato Kalin's in the movie, you're gonna have fun with it. So maybe that's maybe they were expecting that or something. You should be in every movie. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that seems feasible. Personal house guest, as a professional house guest, as professional plane rider, could that? I mean, mm-hmm. you made me think, how we can remake house guests instead of Sinbad, you get Kato Kalin. <laughs> so you get Kato Kalin, you know, in the mailbox, like in the poster. <laughs> and it, um, it seems like, like a no brainer. I'm surprised it didn't happen. How did he get in the mailbox? It was he, it's like, <laughs> well, that's you have to watch the movie. Yeah. I've seen house guests. He oh. just, his head does not go in a mailbox in the movie. Uh, spoiler. Oh, okay, fine. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, the, the, moving on. Oh. The best is that Bill Hartman. The yeah. best is when you look at the cover. Because I, mean, I had to pull it up now, mentioning because of the, mm-hmm. that that iconic image. Of it is iconic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Bill Hartman. You watch, like the rest of the family, even the dog is like, "What is going on here?" But Bill Hartman's like, "That's our guy." You know, he kind of just, like smirking, <laughs> like looking at us, like you know, that's our Sinbad. I mean, I have seen 
House Guys, I have seen First Kid. And uh, Sinbad really is not annoying in it. It's just like he's just kind of a goof. Yeah. So it's just, I think if you, if you gave it a chance, if you haven't seen House Guys. Why are you trying to would... convince people to watch these movies? That's what I want to know. I'll give it a chance. But yeah, no okay, give it do. a chance. Okay. <laughs> All right. Why don't you go to number three, I guess, which is uh, Direct Action. Ooh, nice. Okay, that one didn't make my list, so that's, oh, okay. a, that's a good one. Yeah, I think it's well, a, I have a... Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I think it's a good one because kind of piggybacking off, like, command performance in some of those. Well, that's the thing. I was very excited for direct action to come out, as Brett would know, right? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, so it's like, because I used to see the trailer and all those first-look DVDs. It's just Dolph Lundgren, any punch, direct action. <laughs> so it's... I was like, this is going to be the best movie ever. Now, okay, it's not the best movie ever. <laughs> but, but is this the one where the guy says he's going AOL? No, that's your contact. Oh, sorry. Yeah, right. about, we, we, got, we said that in um, the last uh, Unsung Doll. This is direct action. <laughs> right, okay, sorry. You, you actually think that would be a sequel, direct contact and direct action, but it's not. Um, you know, it's, it has that Canadian feel when you watch direct action. Uh but it's it's just something about it that's kind of funny. He's just he's beating up people, and and uh, I think it definitely is underrated. So, yeah, I, I totally agree on this one. Um, because it, it it's and actually he has a really great name, Frank Gannon. Oh yeah, Sergeant yeah, Frank I love that's what the trailer is so great, Sergeant Frank Gannon. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, direct contact is yeah. in that realm of like with um you know, command performance, like kind of the Dolph is back kind of thing. The Dolph's back in Romania kind of thing or Russia. <laughs> yeah. So, like, this is like in this realm where he was just, he was, I don't know if laboring is the right term. Cause I, I, I kind of like this period. I think um, it, it is kind of a fun Dolph period. This kind of like early mid two thousands period. Um, but it, it, it is one that like, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's first off, it's a, it's a younger Dolph. Like, in his character, like, he wears, like, kind of more trendy clothes. Um, he's got, like, yeah, he's, like, wearing, like, an Abercrombie and Fitz shirt. Yes, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it, but it is, it, it's, like, if you were doing a Dolph Fest, this would be a fun inclusion if you were, you know, kind of, I mean, I mean, the hair is even, it's, like, almost like he's got, like, you know, like, sort of, like, what, what was that group? Um, I want to say Switchfoot, but it. <laughs> Is that what, what yellow card? Uh, yellow, right. It was like one uh, of those card? groups, like uh, uh, crossfade. Right, <laughs> one of those ones from like the early two thousands. It was kind of like kind of like post um, Goo Goo Dolls. That like all the lead singers looked the same, and they all had similar haircuts, and they all a uh, lifehouse. Life, yeah. lifehouse, right? It has lifehouse hair. It has, it, it has to. Have, it has to be a compound word. Right, like it has to be. <laughs> was there one called Switchfoot? Am I right? You no, know, there yeah, was. Yeah, no, Switchfoot, Switchfoot was... was a band. I know okay. nothing about them, but yeah, they were know, a band. I don't know any of their songs except for you know, Lifehouse is hanging by a moment. Hanging by, yeah, so right. hanging right, by is... a moment here with you. Yeah, yeah that was very popular. Yeah, he almost says it like wanging by a moment, right? Wanging by a moment. <laughs> wanging by. I never noticed that. But... <laughs> I'll have to listen to it again. But that has become a shop rock song because yeah. I believe well, I was in Walgreens one time and they were playing it. So uh, next time I'm shopping, uh, I'll uh, I'll pay or pay close attention. But I do believe that kind of ties into a, something you were saying before, which is I think one of the guys from Lifehouse went on to be a songwriter for other people, kind yeah. of like uh, yeah. what we were saying before. Yeah. Well, do, what do you remember much about direct action, bro? Uh, nothing. But because uh, <laughs> I thought it was the he's gone AOL. Oh, okay. If it's not that, is that the one with Michael Paré? No, that's direct contact. That's direct contact, right? Uh, oh, what happens direct in direct action? action? So in direct action, Sergeant Frank Gannon. Okay, I remember Dolph that Lundgren. name, yeah. Dolph Lundgren. You know, he goes up against these corrupt cops, and it's Sean Canada, and 
the, the beginning isn't great because there's like this goofy rap music and it's like oh no yeah. it's just like and he's like looking at the card and says i will kill you and it's very junky looking but then it, it then it gets better over time hmm. yeah this one also has the distinction of being a a, a, a threefer kind of one where because it's it's a trifecta movie because all three of us you uh we we've reviewed it mitch has reviewed it actually also bulletproof uh with christopher I mean, so it's kind of like uh everybody explosive action um you know well, everyone yeah everybody's had a chance to do this one and it it it, it has that feel to it of like you know it, it's it, this one feels more like the because you know movie rentals were still a thing at that time and this one feels more like i think i bought it used at bull moose records in portsmouth um and, and I almost feel like the copy that I got was one from like Blockbuster or something like that. It because the cover on is cool too. It's just yeah. dolphins in this gun and the kind right. of cool nineties pose. Like, okay, this is gonna be and awesome. And the gun's kinda of like pointing at yeah. us. Yeah. yeah, it's pointing at us. Yeah. So it's like I like not only I'm with stupid, but it's just like it's just like something like that. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think it's pointing like that. Yeah. But anyway. Uh. <laughs> well, considering Dolph, I believe, has a PhD, I, we're all stupid compared to him. I well, think. Not, uh, yes. Yeah. I have a PhD in stupid. Now, I believe, isn't it chemical engineering or something? Yes. Yes, they mentioned that. There was expendable. It was like, hey, uh, Gunner, you have a PhD in engineering. Like, yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, do you want to do a well, dog? No, that, that? that's as good as I can do. You're the impression man. You're the rich little of this podcast. Uh, okay. Me. Yeah, I have a, have a degree. <laughs> Just like, so. yeah. Well, Gunner, isn't he? Isn't Gunner supposed to be of Swedish descent or no? Yeah. Is he Dolph's going to be Swedish or Russian? Yes. <laughs> well, because usually. I think that's that's a good point. Like I think that's that I was saying that the only movie was was Jill the Ripper, but actually you're right. He's a he is a, a Swedish person in the Expendables movies. So those are the only movies, I guess, right? That he's he's Swedish. Still need to see part three, but I'm I'm getting ever closer because I'm gonna watch part two tomorrow for July fourth. Oh nice. So, so but part three I still can't, I have a copy. I haven't bit the bullet yet. I know it has Kelsey Grammer. Oh, yeah, that's true. And it has Conrad Stonebanks. Conrad Stonebanks, a.k.a. Mel Gibson. Now, I would see Dolph Lundgren versus Mel Gibson. So that Did was, that happen? No. no it's, it's st- I saw the clip. It's Stallone versus Mel Gibson, which is still good. Yeah. So I will. I, I don't want to give too much away, but one huh. thing that happens in the movie that's kind of frustrating is essentially <clears> he just tells all the really great guys, you know, Wesley Snipes, um, uh, Dolph, you know, all of the great crew. He tells them to just sit it out, and he gets all these young people to be in the game. Uh, that's, that's annoying. Why I, I kept don't like avoiding that. it. You know? Yeah, and but, then the young gang, the young people get caught, and then they have to get the old crew back into the right. Okay, well, that's I, actually that kind of makes sense because yeah. you know the the young kids are like not as experienced as the Expendables, and they're going to make errors. I get that. Yeah, it's got. I'll, I'll get to it. I will get to it. Yeah, of course. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't. Kellen Lutz. Oh, yeah. Kellen Lutz, yeah, it's Kellen Lutz. I, I, there, it's nothing against Kellen Lutz personally. I just don't know why it is that I don't like seeing him in anything. Um, <laughs> it might be his face. I don't know. Right, there's, there's just something about the whole thing that just doesn't work, and I feel bad because, again, it's not, it's, not, it's not like he's doing anything actively. You know, um, There are a few like that. I, Chris Pratt is one that I just can't. Um, you can't take his face. Well, yeah, do you I know? Think... I have a question for you, Matt. Do you know the difference between Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, and Chris Evans? Because I don't. Only their names. <laughs> so I, I do know at least that Chris Evans is from the Boston area. So that's oh, okay. the one <laughs> well, thing. Well, if there's Boston trivia, then you're going to know. That's yeah. what, I, yeah, he's the one. And also the, the sweater 
thing that it, I never actually saw Knives Out, but I saw the images of him with the sweater and that, you know, but, but yeah, I think beyond that, I don't know. Like they were all born in like the late seventies. They're all kind of like, yeah, it's, they're, they're kind of this, you, you could, you could kind of like shake them up. Right. And right, they're, they're interchangeable. Yeah. Cause, cause I think even like Chris Pine and Chris Pratt are also like, I think, Chris Pratt has a TV series on Amazon that looks like it's almost the same as a movie that Chris Pine has coming out. And it's like, yeah, it's almost like That's Yahtzee. Confusing. Like, you should give the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or it's like Popomatic Trouble. You just pop the right. thing. <laughs> oh, Chris Pine, yeah. And what's the other one? The one who was in the Thor movie. Like, he oh. could also be mixed in there. Was it Chris I was talking about another game. What's that game where you put it in the puzzle pieces really fast and then it blows up? Is that Concentration? I believe that. it's Concentration. Oh, That's yes. a scary game. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that, that had like blowing up or buzzers was always like a, a shock, right? Like that's why Connect Four was nice because you just put the pieces in and that was it, you know. And what was that game, Brett? We had um, it was like a don't ball. break the ice. No, it was a it was like a ball you hold on to really quickly, and if you had to answer questions or buzzes, <sighs> I I, mm, it I wasn't don't. like Simon. It wasn't Simon, but it was like something like. Like a cool kind of '90s cool name is like you know, destroy or something or, or like destroy or something like that. <laughs> no, I don't it's recall like, that. I think I, I know I'm what you're talking really, about. I, I, it sounds thing. vaguely familiar. I'd have to yeah. see a picture of it. I think. I'll try to figure that out. You figure yeah. out, yeah. See if you can figure that out. But man, what were you saying? Who's the missing Chris and all Chris, this? Chris Hemsworth, I'm, right? Oh. Who's in the, the Thor movies? Again, same thing. I think you could just you know put them in the Yahtzee shaker and <laughs> whatever Chris falls out, you know, you've 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 got your movie. But I mean, it was Chris Evans that was in, was it Cellular, Ty? Yes. I, and I really enjoyed Cellular. I think that's a very underrated movie. It's it's very entertaining. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, people should watch Kim Cellular Basinger. if they haven't. Yeah. And yeah. Statham, right? Yeah. Yeah. Statham, William H. Macy, and Kim Basinger. Yeah. It's really, and I think it was written by Larry Cohen. I think that's why it's so good, because it's like a classic, like Larry Cohen idea kind of, you know brought into the early 2000s or whenever that was made entertaining movie you know more than you might think and it's like phone booth or paparazzi or wait well i haven't seen paparazzi paparazzi. Really much in pa- paparazzi is a good idea but it kind of limits itself because it's made pg-13 it's also it was made by goofy. mel gibson's hairdresser it was yes so <laughs> yeah it's also very goofy like tom sizemore plays this like extreme oh, caricature of paparazzi yeah. like it's almost like you know we oh, get it yeah, it's that, that great line like, yeah, it's like I'm gonna eat your soul. It's like it's a Cohauser. <laughs> that that's a very uh, Armand Asante esque yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Sizemore is the most fascinating like person to have in a movie. Like I agree. Yeah, you never know I, what he's gonna do. Go ahead, Brett. Well, because he, he's charismatic. He has yeah. it. Yeah. The thing is, like, but he had like a troubled life, you know, with drugs and alcohol and all these other things. But he's a really a genuinely good and talented actor. But yeah. he, but he's like troubled, you know what I mean? So it's it, he's the best part of a lot of the movies he's in. Um, but but if you watch, was I think Witness to the Mob, where he plays Gotti, um, he's really really good. I think that was before he had some of his problems. It shows another role show that he's really genuinely good. But he, I think, let the temptations of Hollywood and such kind of infect him. And he has these issues and problems. And, like, so sometimes he kind of doesn't care or he's, you know, cast off in direct-to-video, you know, purgatory. Yeah, he's in a lot of of sludge. He's in a lot of sludge. But it's not because of his talent level. 
Yeah. And so that's what's interesting. I agree. He's a really interesting like person. Uh, just uh, uh, yeah. I mean, what was the uh, like the Tom Sizemore part was like by far the best part of the movie. I'm trying to remember what it was. He's like a gangster, oh. and they go to a club. Oh, um, you mean Stiletto? Um, was it Stiletto? Stiletto, like, yeah, with Stana. Oh yes, yes, and- yes, yes. Yeah, he's the best part of Stiletto by far. Um, uh, so it's like he shows up almost towards the end of the movie. It's like, and then the movie kind of perks up, you know, it's like, it's like, Oh, something interesting is happening. You know, cause Tom Sizemore did that. Uh, so anyway, that's yeah. all I have to say about Tom Sizemore. No, he, I, he I think I found the game that I was talking about. <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. <clears throat> it's called brain warp. Brain warp. That doesn't ring a bell. The, the concept rings a bell more than the name. Yes, I agree. The concept. Yeah. <laughs> I think you, you, you like have a trivia question. If you don't answer it, it goes burr. <laughs> Does this uh, ring up? We played it a long time ago, Brad, like 20 years ago. <laughs> and, at, and at a dime on, on yeah. July 3rd, 2022, you're asking yeah, me about it. I'm supposed, supposed to just to start remember flipping it. the toy around. You flip the toy around to answer uh, questions. I need to see it. That's all I have okay. to say. If I saw a picture of it, that okay. would make all the difference. I just can't. Okay, you, I'll show you a picture. Okay. Oh, I got to go back to Dom. So, I mean, um, number three, Matt. So my number three is um is pentathlon. Uh, <laughs> good. I'm glad you picked that. If if Ty, if that sold. is not on our list, I would have said something because. Uh, well, I'm guess, glad you I'll picked give you, that. I'll give you a heads up. It's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, at least we get to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Go it's ahead. the most David fascinating sold. thing that I mean, because when you think of sports movies, right? I, I always joke that sports movies, or maybe you know, a joke, I always talk about the fact that sports movies seem to fall into two categories. They're either the Rocky type, right, where it's the one guy who, against all odds, overcomes all kinds of crazy stuff and uh, as the extreme underdog kind of makes it happen. Like a Rudy type? Yeah, exactly. Or it's the Bad News Bears uh, paradigm where it's the the wacky gang who the ragtag gang who can't really get it together but suddenly oh they those do. misfits yes exactly so it's always one of those two and anytime a movie a sports movie goes outside of that paradigm I mean you know Raging Bulls an example or Bend It Like Beckham you know so pentathlon kind of just fits into that category for me where it's like somehow they take sports where it's like you know I mean Dolph's character is like essentially like the best modern pentathlete and right. he plays and, let's just let's let's slow down for a second he plays yeah. a pentathlete right. which modern is pentathlete. a word modern yeah, pentathlete right, right? So it's so like the, eric is it eric brogar is that yeah wow name? you have a good memory yeah, <laughs> yeah. well because i think <laughs> i like that review uh, by us <laughs> yeah. i think there's some good moments in it if i do say so myself and i think i said something like eric brogar is a pentathlete yeah. uh, <laughs> or something so i just yeah, i think i just enjoy that, saying that uh, yeah. time tunnel was a good find yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I have. And there's an amazing scene with a boombox. Yeah, that's all we're gonna say. I love that guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, steals no, almost the whole movie. The other kind of funny joke is so I don't know if if you guys had this in in, in your high school where like you, you do your like, kind of your senior yearbook thing and you're supposed to like put like what activities you did. You know, did you run track? You have French mm. club or whatever. So my friends and I all put like a bunch of joke ones. And one of the ones that I put was modern pentathlon. Oh, like, really? You know, like, you know, like, you know, senior, you know, your junior, senior year or something like that. So when I found out that there was a movie where Dolph actually played a modern, because, because like, I think it was like one of the Olympics they had modern pentathlon. I was like, the concept of this is ridiculous. Like you're, you know, you're, you're racing. I think there's like a point where you're riding on horseback and shooting things. It's like, like all kinds of, you it's know, like, like everything. 
Right. The whole, yeah, it just seems – so I was like, yeah, I did modern pentathlon. For, Wait, for you did that years. before you saw the movie? Pentathlon? Right, exactly, because we'd seen <laughs> it in the weird. Olympics, and we like, the concept of this is so ridiculous. And then I find out that there's a movie, and Dolph Lundgren's in it, about modern <laughs> pentathlon. I'm like, I've got to see this. This is like – you know, and, and I think the whole point of the movie was to try to sell people on modern pentathlon. <laughs> like, it's back. And now if you are one, you can fight a Nazi played by David Soul. Right. <laughs> it's like, what the heck is going on here? Uh, that's what I like about the movie is that it has a, it's kind of a screw loose. And, that you know, as you guys know, and I'm, yeah. people might know that I like movies like that, where they're, where it's weird and wacky and nonsensical. And this definitely has that. Yeah. It's like there's these weird things that happen, like the whole David Soul character, the oh, yeah. um, the boombox scene, the, the concept of the movie. Um, and there's like that folk singer going, people are all the same. <laughs> Forgot um, about that for a second. Like yeah. there's all these kind of wackadoo elements in it. I, yeah. So I, to me, Pentathlon is like up there with some of the better Dolph movies. Didn't, yeah. I, I might be alone in that opinion, but I do think it has that wacky feel that not a lot of other Dolph movies have. Yeah, no, no. Um, and I mean, also, too, right, you, talk, you talk about David Soul being in it. So you've got Starsky Hutch. Hutch himself. Yeah, yeah. Hutch himself. Oh, right. Is it Hutch or is it Starsky? No, it's Hutch. It's Hutch. Oh, it's it not is Starsky. Hutch, right. Okay. Starsky's yeah. Paul Myers, is the other guy. Uh, Glazer. Right. Right. Glazer, Glazer yeah. yeah. Paul Michael Glazer. Yeah. And then you've also got uh, Roger E. Mosley, who played TC on Magnum. Um, so, so and on top of having Dolph playing a modern pentathlete who, you know, David Soul's playing like a former Nazi who's yeah. like, you know, you know. <laughs> he was. Right. And then you've got TC, um, which unfortunately TC does not fly anybody away in a helicopter. That's the only thing that this movie is missing. That nah, would have been perfect. You know, <laughs> yeah. If he had like helped Dolph escape in a, with a helicopter, I think that would have been that would have made this like, you know, all time, <laughs> like maybe maybe even like my top Dolph. But <laughs> the, the fact that it was missing that element kind of drops it down a little bit for me. But um, I mean, that's just a minor quibble, as the guy from Trekkie said. Um, otherwise, this is like a fantastic uh it's yeah it's just like like, like you said uh, uh brett it's like a movie with a script i mean who co- you know like i don't think in all of our you know no subject episodes we could ever come up with something <laughs> that's true like yeah, that is true it's a good point like if we did we'd say wow what a weird movie like no one would ever make this and then <laughs> right. this is one of the rare times when they actually did yeah. it's, it's just uh yeah if i was gonna make a personal list of favorite dolphs this would be very far up be, actually i'd be interested in your list there i should do that i mean it would yeah. be some of the obvious ones but th- this would be up there i mean i would oh, you do sung dolph yeah, yeah, when we do Sung Dolph, I'll I will personally make a list. <laughs> you make of my a list. Own. I will okay. make a list. Now. You make the list. I mean, there might not be a ton of surprises on the list, but I'll do it anyway. But I do. I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm sure that Pentathlon would be up there for me. Yeah, I think some of my unsungs would be on my sung list. I don't know if this one quite gets up there to the top five, but um, it's it it's just yeah, it's it's just. There's just something about this movie yeah, that, like, yeah. right? Like, it just, it, it just, it, and the one problem with this is, I think the only way you can get it is on VHS. I don't mm, know. VHS only. It's a tog. Oh, as we call I, it. I love it's a tape tog, only yeah. gem. I believe it is a tog. It's not. <laughs> on, I think it is a tape because it's not on any streaming service. Um, I haven't looked to see if it's on YouTube. Um, because you know, I have it on VHS, so I don't. You know. Yeah, um, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's surprising. I mean, this is the type of movie that should get. A, a Blu-ray release. I mean, yeah, I mean, one has one. You know, a lot of Dolph movies do. I, you know, especially a company like Vinegar Syndrome really should. I mean, did, um, they're going to be doing Cyber Vengeance. So yeah. um, again, oh, that's a special thing they have there at the archive. They're doing, they're doing Cyber Vengeance. Um, yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> so and, and they're doing apparently they got some like access to some like Asian movies and they're doing writing wrongs, aka I above just the law. Saw that. That'll yeah. be so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, above the yeah. law, writing wrongs. And apparently it's movie. gonna be in like this hard like book style case and apparently they're really going all out with that release are you Uh, gonna get it i mean i don't yeah actually i'm kind of pretty much satisfied with my dragon dynasty dvd i I might not upgrade um but anyway but they are doing that so they're they're doing more action movies coming going along with tc 2000 and talents of the eagle expect no mercy and uh Again, they're, they're all a great deal of Jalal Murhai's. Yeah, all the Jalal Murhai movies that they're doing. A tiger, the Tiger Claws one through three. Um, but anyway, not to go off on a vinegar syndrome tangent. But yes, Matt, I do agree with you that Pentathlon needs more attention and a digital release of some kind. So it looks like in yep. England you can get this on DVD. There is an England version. It looks like. Um, that doesn't count. No, I was kidding. I know, no. Well, <laughs> There's no American release. Yeah. That's, but that's crazy. That's really it's insane. The, it's just the VHS. It looks like it says Blu-ray. I'm let me look at what Blu-ray is. But right. yeah, blue again. It's the same thing. It, it you know, you know it's how you can tell if it's like England. It's like got like the the, the different, fifteen like, or an eighteen. Right. It's a fifteen. It's a fifteen. Oh, oh the fifth, that's a fifteen. Yeah. No. Nunchucks. Well, I guess that's right. R here. Yeah, no, no, no nunchucks. So that's why it's a 15. <laughs> uh, but, um, Hopefully, they don't cut the uh, scene with the boombox. Yeah, yeah. They do. Then it'll be a 12A. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks like it does have both formats. Um, and I don't know enough about the formats NTSC and PAL, but um, it, it looks like the version is in both. So I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, somebody from the USA is re- reviewing it. So, but I don't know if they're reviewing. I don't know. This person actually doesn't like it. They gave, only gave it two stars. So uh, we, well, I'm not listening know. to that person. Oh, uh, but here we go. No, this is the person. <laughs> this person actually is, is the person. What did the guy say? Why, why did he not like it? Uh, let's see. No doubt hoping to share his expertise as a legitimate ex-pentathlon trainer. Um, uh, Dolph Lundgren combined a complicated Olympic sport and evil neo-Nazis for this his ninth grade vehicle. <laughs> Or ninth action vehicle, sorry, um, which ends up being arguably one of the worst ever. Um, oh, short on action okay, and high he's, he's and bare, Yeah, and also the, the high and bare cliches, implausibility, and pro-America propaganda. Oh my and, God, you can't have that. Right. It's concurrently one of the most toothless and stylistically inept vehicles of his oh. career. It will only serve as entertainment for those looking for an unintentional laugh. Uh, I disagree that guy is with. Wrong. This guy yeah. is so wrong. He's right. looking at it from the wrong angle. I don't. Yeah. What's his name? Dolph Hater sixty nine. It's like <laughs> I'm jealous. Uh, I'm jealous. Sixty three. Right, exactly. Yeah, because the other not a real American fifty. <laughs> this person who gave it a one star actually gave it a star not because of the movie, but because it is only a region two DVD and it doesn't. <laughs> well, that, I can't watch in the U.S. That, do your research, well, bro. Is that is that? I don't think that's what star ratings are for. But that's mm-hmm. just me. It's in the wrong yeah. format. One star. It's like it's right, like it, it's like, dude, do your research. I mean, yeah. no, no, actually, this isn't. This is a woman, but we can still call her dude, bro. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, dude, but, yeah. I say that affectionately. Yeah, yeah. dude, bro. <laughs> But um, yeah, but um, it did have sixty nine percent of them are five star ratings. So at the uh, very, so uh, maybe maybe like maybe I'm picking maybe I'm building straw men here uh, with, yeah. with with this guy the guy the one who wrote the really horrible one. His name is um, uh, is Michael. So okay. I'm making well, a straw man out of Michael, Michael to make it. Sound All right, Kami like Michael uh, is not part of our <laughs> circle of friends, and we are going to move on. There's, there's only one straw man I support, and it's, it's in the movie American Eagle. So yeah, that's, right. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> So that's the ultimate straw man. Yeah. That movie called the straw man argument. Straw man argument. Yeah. <laughs> An argument of four straw men. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the finest I've ever seen. And 
I guess I'll go to my, see. I had trouble oh, with the last. When we two. do our unsung Asher Browner, we'll have to yeah. mention that. <laughs> yes. Asher Browner is a legend. So. Uh, uh, where are I had we? Trouble, I had trouble. I oh. trouble my second and first. I guess okay. I'm gonna ask two. I'll pick. I think I, I switched it around, so I put two as Russian specialist. Oh, okay. Like, so this on another movie you were very excited. Oh about, my goodness, about was I excited that. about this one. Well, I pre-ordered it. Um, <laughs> of course you did. Um, I pre-ordered uh, when they called it the mechanic, and then they switched yeah. the title. Right. So on Amazon, and to uh, Russian specialist. So it's just like, <laughs> and that, that movie is well. It, I need to rewatch it again, but I've seen it a lot though. But man, that's but, from that time you were talking yeah. about that kind of two thousands time 2000. when yeah. Dolph could, you know, he was in the DTV world, of course, but yeah. it, they. Not that he could do no wrong, but it, he did seem to be on kind of a streak of kind of like people. Kind of, mm, kind of uh, chronos. Like, well, but they were recognizing him for doing what he does best. Like, like Dolph does action. We're going to give him a bunch of action type movies. You know, it's not not the not other things, but we're going to put him in these action roles. You know, love him or hate him, but they are action based. Yeah. Well, this is the second doctoral movie, Russian yeah. Specialist or The Mechanic. So it's just like. Well, I'm glad they didn't go and with the, the mechanic because obviously there's the Bronson mechanic, and yeah. then there was well, this the one has a K. Movie. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's what it. Well, I guess I can see why they switched it. So Russian and still a bit close. I mean, yeah. So like, yeah. yeah. One thing I also like about this movie is that mm-hmm. um, they escape to Finland. Uh, like Finland is like the safe haven, and um, I like the idea of that. Is, is, isn't that this one right where he's he, they they need to get out of Russia? Um, yeah, have to get out of Russia, and then they're in this farmhouse for a while, and then he all all uh, you know heck breaks loose, and that's a family <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so it's like, um, yeah, but this was around the time when he was doing a lot of Russian type roles. You know, yeah. he was he was the the killing machine and um, <laughs> oh, uh, no, and I didn't do that again. Yeah, well, I did. I just because <laughs> so he was machine. Russian for a while. I, yeah, you know, everyone Russian. thought he was just Russian. Plus the done, yeah. So yeah. Like, so, so that's how that's how I started the impression. We're just doing that from the, uh, the killing from the machine. trailer, which you probably watched many times. Well, I, I also watched the kill count a lot of the Icarus or the killing machine. So then it's like, okay, let me uh, try to do this impression. And then Russian specialist, you're like, well, what are you going to do, Dolph? Kill them all. It's just like, <laughs> it's like okay. So, and then that would, and then it delivered on that. With that stupid fat guy, bad guy. Won't give it away. People haven't seen it. Just to say it delivers the goods. Yeah, so, a, those, and, and I guess what these movies have in common, right, is, is Dolph directed them, which yeah. I, I think there is a different quality of movie when Dolph directs. I mean, The Defender, I think it's more hokey and fun because it's, yeah, it's like, goofy. Yeah. yeah. And he did direct that one too, but that one's kind of more like, yeah, the, 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 the novelty of having uh, um, uh, uh, Jerry Springer as the president. Yeah. Uh, but the other ones, I guess, you know, and I think he has two that are coming out soon that he directed, um, but he also just did Castle Falls. And that one didn't make my list of unsungs, but it was kind of on, on the verge. And it, it, again, it's one of those ones where it's like you get a more invested Dolph when he's directing it, it seems like. Hmm. Interesting. Because I, I did notice that when I watched Commander Performance, which is my number one movie for unsung <laughs> Dolph, because it was, it was a toss up. It really was. Mm-hmm. It's, and then, okay, I'll rewatch it this morning. And then, you know, everything's just a little bit more gritty when Dolph was directing a movie. I noticed, like, everyone gets a little more killed. More, more, more. <laughs> That's more killed. More killed. Like, there's a little extra blood and everything. But I see like, why you picked Command Performance, because yeah. that is a bit cooler than. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's a cool movie, but Commander Force has that cool factor of him drumming, and then there's that uh, woman has her own song, like, Lost in Love. I just watched it, so (laughs) do you remember (laughs) the Britney Spears Aguilera type uh, girl? But then people get killed according to the musical instrument. So, you know, there's deaths involving guitars and drumsticks and it's like so it's all very yeah, you know it's, consistent it's, it's like what's the hair dude <laughs> it's just like <laughs> he does have awesome hair and it's like it's yeah, really but, great so i don't want to take up your number two slot Matt. yeah no no and one quick thing too about russian Spencer, one thing you mentioned yeah. about the name changes i remember i think with netflix like waiting for this to come out and i think it was even changing names while it was in my saved queue yeah yeah yeah, that was that was the thing with these Dolph movies that we're talking about from this era, this kind of like mid to late 2000s era was it, that's what it was like with Netflix was like you would the moment it would pop up as something that you could save was a big deal. Like, oh, this is going to be coming out soon. Um, I remember. Yeah, it's like, OK, okay. Yeah. right to the topic. Well, I, I already pre-ordered on Amazon back mm-hmm. in 2005. <laughs> yeah. but I, so I was waiting for it to come out. That was the other thing too, right? You could pre-order it, buy it, and um, yeah, Amazon would have it ready. I mean, none of that stuff. Now it's like, you know, okay, when is it going to be available for streaming? Then it's like, do I want to pay the rental fee, which, um, you know, which isn't as much as buying it. But I, I think that's another thing too is you pay if you pay five bucks to rent it versus twenty to buy it. It's like when you buy it, you've got it and you always have it. Well, that's what I always say about physical media, you know, because things come and go from streaming. Yeah. You never know; it's they the, just disappear right now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's not disappearing from my collection. No, never. <laughs> Unless there's some sort of magical like alternate universe where our DVDs disappear. <laughs> well, that's, that's not a world I want to live in. No, no. That would no, that, uh, talking about no subject. That would be an interesting no subject movie, right? Like Netflix has the ability to make people's DVDs disappear. <laughs> okay, that's an interesting idea. And his name would be Greed Hastings. It's already there. Right. So right. Greed Hastings yeah. is so jealous of people's personal movie collections. Yeah. He right. devises. Some okay. sort of Some ray gun to, uh, yeah. to beam to them away from people's houses. Wow. Like you only watch streaming. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then it goes away when you want to watch it, too. It's like, ha-ha. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm in control. It's like dangling it like on a string. Like, okay, like I have a, your like Stranger Things. Like a piece things. of fishing line. Yeah. Here's like, oh, you want to watch Stranger Things, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the DVD has like an available date on it. Like it says, you know, going away Oh, that's a great date. point. Yeah, oh, you have your yeah. own DVD. It's like, hey, I bought that. It's like, no. And now the new available date is 2025, sucker. Yeah, right. man, that's, that's like, and then he, so people, like, there's like a group of people that are like, hey, we need our collections back. Right. Now. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like, like a bunch of renegades who, like, yeah. arm themselves and go on a quest to, like, Netflix yeah. headquarters. And then they're trapped in, and then it's like the raid or dread, and they have to fight their way out. Yeah. I can see that. And it's like, and the big line of like, time to go to collections. Yes. <laughs> 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 we get I don't know, Eric Roberts as Green Hastings. Yes. So, yeah. And then some I, like younger kids to be like yeah. the kids. Yeah, be some kids like I, I like VHS. It'd be like oh, okay, okay. But right. I I was looking up command performance and it said that Eric Roberts was supposed to be the villain. Mm. Now that would have been amazing. Yeah. I wish that was I wish that was true. I wish yeah. that was that happened. Is the Expendables but, the only movie that they've done together? I think so. Yeah. And unfortunately, they don't really have any scenes. And, oh, don't get any... oh, that's wrong. They have one big scene. It was Eric Roberts, Dolph Lundgren, Steve Austin, Gary Daniels. That's right. That's right. That's right. And that's the best you. scene of all time. Man, right. it could be a, if you could be a fly on the wall during that. You know? yeah. I would just love to be on the set. It's like, okay, so every awesome person is in the scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's perfect. Well, 
Yeah, so my number two, because I think this yeah. is the last movie that we have that's not one that was an overlap. Right. Um, mm-hmm. My number two is Detention. Um, oh, so, wow. I put that as one of the worst off movies. <laughs> yeah, it it has like a very special significance to my friends because we just like got such a huge kick out of it. Um, it one, it has this this classic, you know, like thinking of you know cliche of the day. It has a classic cliche of if a vice president's in a movie, he's referred to as the second most powerful man in the world, <laughs> yeah. which is ridiculous because anybody who knows like how government works in the United States, the vice president has no power. Uh, he's just, you know, his only thing is that if the president dies, he gets to, you know, he or she gets to move into that that spot. But that's all it is. Like, they don't have any power. But I always love that line. It's the second most powerful man in the world, you know. Um, it's like it's like when they want to poison the Western seaboard. Right. Just like, <laughs> yes, exactly. which they always did in the 90s, like an executive decision. Right. They're about to poison the Western seaboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the Eastern. Or right. Eastern, yeah. Or the Eastern seaboard. Right. The coast is toast. Yeah, and, and Dante's Peak and the coast is toast and yeah, yeah. All, yeah. all that stuff. Um, the coast was toast. But uh... <laughs> but yeah, but detention. I think you know, thinking from the doll standpoint, right? He's like a, a a teacher. I remember there's a point where there's like these drug dealers or something at the school, and he confronts them, and one of them pulls a gun on him, and he's like, you know, I'm gonna teach you a little lesson here. You know, this is well, good. teach you a little lesson. Why? Well, you know, the substitute movies were very hot at the time. Yeah. That's right. It's yeah, not, that's they're not. They're... A, it's. I wish he would be like substitute five. <laughs> yes. Like the third one's really hard to beat. Tree Williams. Yeah. Yeah, Dolph might be too much for a substitute movie. I mean, that that might be part of the reason why <laughs> Detention had some trouble, right? Is that he's 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 not treat enough to do uh, to be a teacher. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. <laughs> treat could pull off being a teacher or a mercenary, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Carl Thomason. Yeah. I mean, so. The ridiculous stuff that happens in the movie. I mean, there's there's a scene where like they're in the auto shop area and the kids drive what, I mean, what was that like a honda accord or something through a, a concrete wall um like literally just through it and like just end up in the hallway driving around um as opposed to just like it the whole thing crumpling against the concrete wall um yeah i mean i mean it, it's diehard in a school but it's i guess i guess the part of it that that you know for my friends and i was that it's very riffable like there's just like so much there that you can just kind of just tear through and just make fun of um it, well, that's fair. I agree with that. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> it, I think that's, I think that's maybe why for the unsung is it? it's like, maybe that's why I've always had it so high on my Dolph list is that it just, um, I, yeah, I mean, I mean him just as the, as you know, like, cause the idea, right. Is that he, it's his last day as a teacher and the guy who runs the school, the principal, or whatever, is so mad that he's quitting that he makes him do detention. He makes him like, managed detention so essentially he has detention as well because he has the mm-hmm. supervised detention um and then of course that's when these baddies take over the school which again why they need to take over the school it's you know it's it's, it's just know, there. It's something just off about that one i i yeah. mean well brett you and i agree on that right yeah. um okay <laughs> oh that's like hoagie. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoagie. And, and they scream out okay yeah that <laughs> was good yeah yeah <laughs> I, okay and who, yeah, what was it? it was directed, I think, by um, well, say my 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 net, uh, Firefox froze again, so I uh, I, I can't pull oh, okay. up uh, the 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 direct. Oh, here we go. Um, yeah, it was uh, directed by Sidney J. Fury, so the same oh. person who did uh, direct uh, direct act. No, yeah, direct action. Yeah, not direct yeah. contact. Yeah, <laughs> direct <laughs> action. Um, so it it I think it was supposed to be more. 
yeah, it, 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 I think that's what it is. I think this is a unique one to have on my list because of that fact that it is essentially there for, for, um, you know, uh, riffing purposes. It is another one. That's a trifecta one that, uh, we've reviewed and also Mitch has reviewed um, Bulletproof as well. So I think there's like 12 reviews and we, we account for a quarter of them, um, or a third <laughs> of them good. between that. Yeah. Between yeah. The, the four of us. So yeah, it's, so, so it's one that we, we've all kind of covered at one point. And, and I think there is a point, I think, I think even like Sean Malloy, who does um, the, the Dolph theme podcast, I must break this podcast. He's not a fan of this one either. I think he said <laughs> this, he, I don't think he likes a lot of the movies from this period. Um, whereas I think we've, we've picked a few for our list here as, as unsung ones. Um, and so, yeah, it's, I guess that's probably what it is. It's like, do you want to have an interactive film experience? This might be a good one for a Dolph movie. Um, okay, so, that's fair. Cause yeah. Well, you already know my number one was Command Performance. Yeah, so, and, and mine was Army of One, a.k.a. The okay. Joshua Tree. So, yeah, yeah. Our, our, we've already covered each of our number ones. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you have any uh, honorable mentions, any HMs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no HMs. I probably I should have – I could probably think of one quickly. I mean, I guess Hidden Assassin, but I have to rewatch Hidden Assassin or Silent Trigger or yeah. all those other ones. Right, which uh, are kind of similar because isn't he like a – like some sort of hidden assassin where yeah, he's or, like or, in Europe with a gun and he's uh, yeah, like or sticking agenda. the gun out the window for hidden like agenda. two hours. Oh, I mean, hidden, hidden agenda. Is, I don't remember anything about that one. I mean, he's in Canada. I think he uses a computer. I don't really know. I can think of a dishonorable mention, which is oh, Agent yeah. Red. Yeah, well, Agent Red's not a that, movie. That was one of my honorable <laughs> mentions. But as a oh. joke, because um, oh, okay. so, it's, so, so, it's almost unwatchable from what I remember. Right. It's, it's, it's really. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I, no, that's all I was going to say is that it's like, like comprised of a bunch of different footage. It's not Dolph's fault, um, <laughs> but it's just like a poorly patchworked movie, I think. It's really what noticeable. I, so I, my honorable mentions were actually Agent Red and Stormcatcher together because oh, okay. the movie. Very similar. So, no, because right, the same movie. <laughs> right, because Stormcatcher has the scene, right, where these baddies break in and they're mm. wearing like these, these, you know, like aviation suits so you can't see who they that. are yeah, and so people. then yeah. agent red just takes this entire invasion the, the baddies invading this area and you know like like stealing something and they just make it look like that's, that's Dolph doing that and it's a good thing um they just rip off the entire scene but what i love is when they're going to an agent red when they're going to go do that um you know Dolph is there and you know they're like you know they, they say something to him about you know like uh you know you're gonna get out on time or something like that and he's like don't wait for me. And I just <laughs> loved hearing him say, I don't know, that's like, such a great line, I guess. And, um, but it was just the idea of it. I think we watched the two back to back. Oh, realizing oh, that's funny. We had never seen either before. And we watched them back to back and we're like, wait a second. No, no, that scene was in the movie we just watched. Like, <laughs> no, that's probably really funny to discover. Like, wait, we just saw this. That'd be like watching The Last Action Hero and um, <laughs> that's that treat movie where he used this bomber jacket. Oh, uh, oh, uh, Critical Mass. Critical Mass, back to back. Oh, no, no, oh, Gale Force, sorry. Gale Force. Last Action Hero and Gale Force. Yeah, that William Zepka. <laughs> Gale Force. That's, I love these. I love when they sneak in this fake footage and you can definitely try to they try to match the shots. You know, watch Rangers. They take a lot from Invasion USA. And um, the one where they take the footage from Basic Instinct, the car chase. Um, oh. Is that Y2K? the James Wolvet movie? Yeah, J- Y2K or oh, Terminal Countdown. I don't remember that. Yeah, James Wolvet. It's a movie. It's like a, it's a one of the last PM movies. It has Lou, Louis Gossett Jr., Malcolm McDowell, and James Wolvet. 
with like a mo and, and his hair. Of, well, we've talked, I think, extensively about this. Yeah. About his hair yeah. is uh, questionable I mean, to it, say the yeah. least. It's very, very weird. I mean, I don't even know what to say. You just have to look at it, and then it's laugh. like the whole like lower third is shaved, but he has like hair on top. It's like a mop top, and it's just literally, but like with the bottom half missing, and it just looks absolutely ridiculous. You can't help but laugh. It's like a Three Stooges haircut, but worse. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mo had a more dignified haircut than this. <laughs> and we're supposed to take this guy seriously. It's... I could, and then they steal the chase footage from Basic Instinct. Yeah. So, because I think you said they were counting on the fact that a lot of people probably didn't remember that there was a car chase in Basic Instinct. <laughs> no, there people so. forget about that. I mean, also, I think Basic Instinct is a little it doesn't hold up today. Um, I watched it a couple months ago. Well, having yeah, seen and, countless erotic thrillers that came yeah. after it, you know, that's going to change your perspective. Like it inspired like a hundred movies, but some of those movies might be better than I, Basic Instinct. I was saying that Body of Evidence is actually maybe better than <laughs> Basic Instinct. The Madonna one? I don't, yeah. I've never seen that. Do you own that? You never, yeah. You've never seen it? Or I don't think so. If I'll I do, take it I don't out remember. Of my collection. Or maybe if I have, I don't remember. It's just yeah. something about it is better than Basic Instinct because Michael Douglas is very annoying in it because he's trying to look like 25 years old, but he's 50. <laughs> so it's just like, so, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But, we, well, yeah, so I have no other. Uh, Nothing HBs. more to say about Dolph. We're Dolphed out. We're Dolphed yeah. out. Yeah. No, I mean, I think with the erotic thriller yeah. thing, I think one thing that makes a lot of erotic thrillers work <laughs> is when they're, they don't like, I mean, Basic Instinct, yes, it, it did have like the kind of the infamous, you know, interrogation scene. But beyond that, it was pretty tame for an erotic thriller. And I think really good erotic thrillers aren't aren't as tame. You know, they know, like, and that's why I think we're Body of Evidence, because I mean, wasn't it originally NC-17? Um, it, yeah, it has more to it. I mean, well, it's very ridiculous because the Madonna's in it, but. <laughs> and her acting is a bit questionable, like, you know, James Wolvett's hair. When we do our erotic thriller podcast, we can go into this more. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. We'll get to well, games will get back to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll make it happen. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess at this point, it's time to plug it up. I guess because I think yeah, we yeah. don't have any other <laughs> shoot up the old plug. <laughs> shoot up the, oh yeah, you say it now, Brett. Not me. I'm saying. Oh, that. I don't want to say that. It's too stupid. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you already said it. <laughs> well, there you go. Like, let me say it. we're shooting up the old plugos. Okay, yeah. uh, I guess comeuppanceviews.net is the website. Which is on Facebook under the website name, and then uh, Ty comeuppance on the Twitters. If you want to really, you know, find me, I'm on Instagram. Tie action rocks. I posted deadly breed today. Nice. And then uh, that's about it. Oh, and the web. Oh, and the podcast. We have a podcast. Come up and reviews the podcast. <laughs> yes, come up and reviews. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, I always, I always say like, because yeah, I never know. Like I was, I do, I always get everything on iTunes because like um, it's it like it's great because like I even get like a, a notification when when the new episode is, is it drops is that the term for podcast i think they it drops. Yeah, sure. it drops yeah they drop yeah when the new one drops um i, I get a notification it's like boom there we go I just, and yeah. I, you said you listened to the no subject one. i know we recorded that a while ago sorry for the delay yeah it just uh i haven't listened to it yet but i think i don't remember any of the things except for um podcast fights whoever it was <laughs> well, well speaking of Dolph, we had voice swap in that one. Oh yeah voice swap oh, oh voice him and Owen wilson yeah yeah, yeah. With wow wow yeah oh yeah Owen wilson <laughs> so, that's right, well, not we don't need to relitigate voice swap no, no, well, we won't we won't <laughs>
that's that seems to be quite a new term, isn't it? Relitigate. I, I, oh. My my wife and I are watching the the Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion um, episode, and Andy <laughs> Cohen said relitigate about like every every fifteen oh. minutes. He said, "Well, we don't want to relitigate that. Let's not relitigate this. Let's not really you know." It's oh, like, okay. So is that what happens when they like push a table on like some like tan right. mom? It's yeah, like, it's right. Like... It, yeah, it's like we're not going to relitigate you pushing the table on the tan bomb. Gonna, like, they, know, they, I think they just throw tables at people now. They're like the huge one is like big picnic tables. Is, that what, yeah. they <laughs> is just... that what they did in like? WWF slash E, yeah. where they, you know, it's like Mick Foley will throw a table at you or something. So now that they're doing the same thing as the Housewives, yeah. I don't know who these Housewives. I, I don't know their names, could, but yeah, because that's like a big joke, like with the with the WrestleManias that apparently like there's a betting thing, like how often the um, I guess like the Spanish language broadcast, their table always gets smashed in the, in the in, <laughs> like somebody gets thrown through their table, um, and so uh, yeah, I never thought of that before. That actually, yeah, that the Real Housewives was stealing from a WWE or it's WWF. I do do like, that. Yeah, because I, I only know one housewife, Brandy Glanville. Does she like, you know, throw people off like was a turnbuckle? Yeah, yeah turnbuckle. <laughs> well, it's uh, tables, ladders, and chairs, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is, right? <laughs> that's basically what it is now, right? That's yeah. what Brandy Glanville's up to. Yeah, that's, only, that's the only name I know. Exactly. And I wouldn't have known it unless you didn't say it. I think yeah. I remember if they made fun of her on the soup. Yeah, I think that's why. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with the soup, like not being around anymore. That's sad. Like, it's gone. We would sometimes we would watch the shows and be like, "Oh, this is going to be on the soup," you know, and then you'd watch the soup to see if it actually made it on there. Did um, they usually make it? Sometimes, yeah. A lot of times, it, a lot of those ones. It, it's just a matter of how well well they were able to treat it, you know, because um, you know, there's so many things that they got to cover on the soup that yeah, they um, sometimes they would cover it, sometimes they wouldn't. But that was always like a funny thing to watch a reality show and be like, "That scene's got to be on there." You know, and then you'd, you'd watch and see if it comes up or not. That Italian guy, remember? There's that Italian, um, oh that, like a reality show. I think it was on MTV. Oh, oh he's from uh, Shot Love Teal Tequila, right? Uh, uh you would know. Yeah, yeah, I've seen Shot Love Teal Tequila. It's really funny to watch now. Yeah. Uh, buy it. Yeah, <laughs> buy it. <laughs> I'd imagine it's pretty cheap uh, if you could find it. I got it yeah. for like five bucks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The, what I remember from that one was like the guy, there was like two guys that got into a fight. Yes, one of, there was one like of a... had to go to the hospital, and then he got like a bear that like could sing or something. They didn't know it would sing, and <laughs> okay. but it was like his um, jaw was wired shut, so he couldn't respond to it. <laughs> I don't remember the bear part, but remember there was like a there was like a cowboy guy, and another guy like fighting around the pool, and Tequila yeah. was, was like, "Stop fighting." <laughs> and then that's about it. And it, it was a great time because I watched all thirteen episodes in a day. <laughs> and uh why well, i i bought like a sandwich and like like a little piece of cake and I'm, okay i'm gonna watch the tequila i'm gonna take i know it's gonna take all day but i'm gonna sit down and watch it but is that how you're supposed to watch it i mean who could watch it week to week i mean you have to yeah. watch it in one day you have to binge yeah. it i guess i did binge it it was 13 eps i think it was 13 eps are they hour long 10 or 13? no 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 what 45 minutes yeah so oh. Either ten or thirteen, but like, okay, I, I started at seven a.m. It was it was a great time. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, we did Joe Millionaire recently. That one's on YouTube. Or not on that's, Tubi. On Tubi. Um, the the one from two thousand two, two thousand three, or whatever. That's, remember, that's like yeah. one of the first. Yeah. What yeah. we now know, called, you know, reality shows after Survivor, and I remember that was kind of an early one. Yeah, it, or, it's it's very interesting to go back and watch those from that time period. Because who wants to marry a millionaire? We got Darva Conger and yeah. uh, Rick Rockwell. Right. Like, 
because that was the one that who wants to marry a millionaire that's the one that created the whole concept of like we need to do background checks on the people we have on these yeah. shows because yeah, <laughs> Good idea. Out, like, he had like restraining orders that, you know his wife all his ex-wives had restraining orders and protection <laughs> orders oh, against right him and all that stuff. <laughs> where's darva today how's darva yeah, doing i don't know great question <laughs> we should probably let you go. We, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about <laughs> we, talk, we can talk about the Joe Schmo show all day, but uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've, we've devolved into into yeah, this is what happens. Next we... unsung two thousands reality shows. Right? That's That's like bad, bad idea. Ty, you would be good at that because you yeah. watch a lot of those. I, I do yeah. watch a lot of those. I watch Girls Next Door seasons one through four. But now I'm tired of it, you know. Just, uh. There's something about those shows that that yeah. We we were trying to watch the Charm School with um Sharon Osborne. Yeah, and... I watched that too. Yeah, found out that Pluto doesn't have all the episodes, so we couldn't uh, go back and revisit. I can't watch it with bleeps, you know. As long as you can yeah. watch it without, and I've seen Flavor of Love and Rock of yeah. Love and all those other ones. Daisy of Love, yeah. Chance of Love, Real Chance of Love. Real Only watched the love. first season. Just watch the first season. Yeah, it's, those... it's a bunch of women's like, oh my weave. And it's like, oh no, that's all they say. <laughs> that, that was the one with Bay Bay Bay. Yeah, it was Bay Bay Bay. Yeah, yeah. I love not just Bay 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 Bay. And then they say <laughs> it's like, well, Bay 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 is like really like it's like. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. Like those VH1 error, and I think like they their run ended when they did the one with Megan from Rock of Love. When it turned out like one of the guys that she had on her show, that I think she picked him or something, ended up killing his his fiance or his yeah, wife. Yeah, now it's over. Yeah, right. So it was Someone like okay, all right, the ride's over. We're done. Well, yeah, that's like the whole background check thing, you know. Right? Yeah. Well, because yeah, they missed his background check because of being a murderer. <laughs> yeah, right. Because he was in Canada. <laughs> I guess he had oh, all these things against him in Canada, count, right. and the company that they hired, they I guess outsourced their background oh, checks okay. to someone in Canada who missed all of it, and so it was like, well, we didn't know anything, you know. So I guess it was like this huge scandal of like, you know, I guess that's how you, that's how you can evade the background check is if you're living well, in Canada. Just, uh, go to Montreal and film Jill the Ripper with uh, Dolph Lundgren, and uh, <laughs> there you go, and that ties it all together. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Jeff the Ripper. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he says you're Jill the Ripper though. No, I don't think he says that because that was pasted on later. Yeah, because it was Jill Rips, and then it was also a different name too. Um, I forget the title, but it's uh, yeah, yeah. No, Jill the Ripper came later. Yeah, he yeah. would have no reason to say Jill the Ripper. I know that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. It was Jill. It was like something else too, like beyond Jill the Ripper. I can't remember. I think it was called like Tied Up or something like that. Right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah. So they tied up. <laughs> See, that's the thing about all these Dolph movies. They they go through a lot of title changes. Right. Well, yeah. Agent Red was like, not abandoned, but it was like submerged, and then it turns to Agent Red. There's another title, I forget, but... All of them were. Yeah, every every Dolph movie has a title change. <laughs> that, that can sometimes make it hard to look them up on IMDb, because it's like, we'll be talking about one, and it's like, oh, Icarus. No, it's actually The Killing Machine. No, it's actually but, Dolph Lundgren is The Killing Machine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that trajectory was maybe not the best one. It's, they seem to be getting worse and worse. But right. like, <laughs> I won't get into that again. But it's, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Well, I know well, you maybe, don't like that. Maybe yeah. we'll, we'll sign out with our best Dolph impressions. So. Oh, okay. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. I can't top that. And that's, yeah. that, that's Ty doing it. I can't do any better. I just sound like I have a cold. Well, it's still pretty good. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta, yeah. It, it it takes a lot of work to kind of push it. Like, I'm glad that this was unsung Dolph. This is unsung Dolph. <laughs> this is unsung Dolph signing off. Signing off. <laughs> Hopefully, you enjoy these unsung movies of mine. I like bye bye. Bye bye. I'm like, <laughs> bye, the Glockman Group.
McLunglin. The McLunglin group. <laughs> the McLunglin group, yeah. <laughs> Another no subject idea, right? Yeah, oh, the McLunglin right. group, yeah. It does. <laughs> I would watch a Dolph Lundgren. Uh, I'm sure he would. You know, like, you know <laughs> show of like Eleanor Cliff or whatever. It's like, but see, hey, but they want to keep the McLaughlin group like name alive, but Dolph Lundgren doesn't want to, you know, not give yeah. up on his own name. So right. the producers make a compromise <laughs> yeah. and call it the McLaughlin group. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye, everyone. Anything you have to say, Eleanor, about <laughs> foreign relations? Right. And if you do, then watch the movie Rising Sun. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's okay. all over that, as I always say. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's okay. It. We'll bye let bye. you guys go. Thanks for having. Oh, thanks for having us on. Yeah. yeah thank thanks, you very thanks, much. Thanks for coming on, guys, and uh, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. is going on now with our most powerful lineup of trucks ever. Hurry in and don't just feel the power, own it. Right now, get 2.9% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab. Don't miss this great offer. 2.9% APR financing for 72 months equals 15.15 per month per 1,000 financed for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 1031-2022.